What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Monday, December 11th, 20 and 23, and the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock. On today's show, the Dallas Cowboys dominated the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football. What does it mean for the NFC East? And what does it mean for Dak Prescott's MVP chances? The Houston Texans suffered a crushing loss in the Meadowlands yesterday, and they also lost a couple of key players to injuries. What does that mean for the Texans' playoff chances? Plus, Shohei Otani made his decision. Tavondre Sweat got some love. We'll talk some Texas transfer portal, and we are three weeks away from the college football playoff semifinal, the Sugar Bowl between Texas and Washington. So we'll talk plenty of Texas football. Tons to get into as we recap the busy, busy sports weekend. It was Texas Sports Unfiltered, of course, is live all day long until 5 o'clock. The Buck and I live until 10 this morning. What's going on, Buck? How you doing this morning, BK? What a nice um, weekend. It was a little different. No pregame shows, no travel, just... You know, there was, there was some sports on, of course, on Saturday. Army, Navy, go Army, of course. But uh, other than that, you know, UT played basketball. There were just, you know, of, of course, the Heisman Trophy on Saturday. So there was sports available for you if, you if you're interested in sitting around and watching the Heisman Trophy ceremony on Friday, of course, the, all the awards that are out there. But those things are long-winded, man. Wow. Yeah, they really milk the Heisman presentation, don't they? Yeah, I mean, and and the, and the other awards, but they've got to get their money from the sponsors, like we do too. I mean, you got to understand that's that's a, just a part of the game. You yeah. can't just walk in when they're giving away the awards. If you walk in, do you think you can time it up where you walk with walk in when they give it away? You'll miss it because then they'll say, "Well, we'll be back in thirty seconds." I mean, man, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, you really don't have to turn that thing on until seven forty-five, right? Yes. Like they start the telecast at seven o'clock. But yeah, the first 40 to 45 minutes are just interviews. Oh, yeah. And taking trips down memory lane. And now here's profiles. Yes. Yeah, about all of the, these candidates. And then, yeah, with about 15, sometimes even 10 minutes left in the broadcast, that's when they actually announce who wins the award. And that's when you get the speech. So, uh, yeah, no, they have uh, they've really milked it. Not uh, it, it's better than the or no, it's it's worse than the college football playoff committee rankings right oh it is they had to go through like they milked that for a little bit it was probably 30 minutes past the top of the 11 o'clock hour where they finally gave us the rankings a few weeks ago oh yeah uh but yeah they they find a way it's a businessman they're trying to get that money it is they, got, they, they have to in order to have those award shows yeah saturday kind of sucked like there were plenty of sports on by the way shout out to texas volleyball uh, they were a part of the sports on saturday oh, yes they knocked out stanford in their own house to make it back to the final four for the 11th time in the last 16 years. I'm going to go ahead and say that again. Uh, Texas volleyball is headed to the final four for the 11th time in the last 16 years. The defending champs trying to win another one for head coach Jared Elliott, who is looking for his third volleyball championship at the University of Texas. But we had one college football game on Saturday. And it's a great game, and there's so much pageantry that goes into Army-Navy. That was the first, like, non-full Saturday of college football that we've had since August. And it sadly tells us that college football's end is coming very, very soon. Yes, it is. It's just around the corner. It really, really is. But you're right, the pageantry was special. You know, that, 
that was the first time that thing was ever held in New England. At, it was. At, yeah, it just, like I said, I, I just don't recall it going very far except for Washington and Philadelphia. But it was cool. They did a, they did a good job. And now that that right there for me is fine. I watched everything leading up to that. You know, if I'm not if I don't have something special to do, if I'm watching that, I love it. I watch all the pageantry leading up and you know, entering of the stadium and everything else and just, you know, it, it's a it's a cool scene. I've never been to the game before. Even when it was in Philly, I've never been in the Philadelphia area when they it's that that's a game that I'd love to go to sometime. Yeah, that's a bucket list item. I've been to me. both places now. I've been to both places. I've coached. Uh, I played against Navy as a player and Army as a player. I coached against uh, Army as a coach, but never at Navy. No, never at Annapolis. So, you know, it's it's going to going to West Point is a is a cool trip. On any given Saturday in the fall to go to West Point is a spectacular event, man. You can just yeah. feel. When you're driving in there in a bus, I believe it. I believe it. Some congrats are in order to you, my friend, because your biggest unit play of the year was Army minus three, and they won and they covered. Yes, and they tried to give it away. They did try to give it away, but uh, you were up five thousand units for the week so far. You were two and one on your picks. You had ten thousand units on Army minus three that covered. You had 5,000 units on the 49ers minus 11. And you got lucky because that line changed from the time we did our show on Friday to kickoff time on Sunday. But we'll give you the Friday line because that's when you made the pick. And then you lost on the Chiefs yesterday. You had Kansas City minus one. Yeah, but I got some good action on. I got a little extra action, side action with Mahomes going nuts. Yeah. Oh, did you bet on that? You big baby. Yeah, not a great look for the Chiefs no. yesterday. I mean, they, they lost again. Uh, they've really struggled. That's three straight L's for them. And their chances of winning the number one seed in the AFC went down pretty dramatically yesterday. And, of course, everybody knows that Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. Never. Which is insane considering how many playoff games that guy has played in and the fact that the Chiefs have won a couple of Super Bowls and they've been to three uh, it's incredible. That guy's never had to go on the road in a playoff game. And right now, Kansas City is the three seed in the AFC. So still yeah, a month dude. left of the regular season. Oh, yeah. But that uh, that amazing stat that uh, has lasted way longer than it probably should have may be coming to an end here this year. No doubt about it. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so much for what you do. It is appreciated during this holiday season. And please be careful out there. Yes, indeed. And you've got two more 5,000-unit plays in the NFL, by the way. You're on the two favorites tonight. You've got Miami, minus 13 against Tennessee. How is it we have two Monday Night Football games, and they both suck? We couldn't get one good game out of these two? We couldn't flex something from yesterday to tonight, so we had something to watch? God, so Miami, uh, you got them at minus 13. And good timing by you, because now the line is up to 14. But once again, we'll honor the Friday pick. And you've got Green Bay minus six and a half. Actually, bad timing for you on that one, too, because the Packers are now only six-point favorites. So you've got to worry about the hook. I hate the hook. Tonight. But uh, there you go. So if you win both of those, you'll be up 15,000 units for the weekend. Obviously, if you lose both of those, then you will be down again. No, we won't be down. Been. We're moving. We're it's we're moving towards Christmas, and we're buying gifts, and we're looking for scholarships 
and second semester tuition. We're getting that all done. Well, yeah, you uh, were down 32,000 units for the season going into this weekend. As it currently stands, you're down 27,000 units. There you go. So uh, baby steps here. Congratulations there. Uh, but we'll see how things go tonight. Uh, all right, let's dive into the sports from the weekend. We'll talk some Texas football, of course, some transfer portal news notes and nuggets. We've got uh, Tavondre Sweat winning the Outland Trophy. We'll pay his respects to him. I feel like he got robbed from some of the other awards, so we'll get into that conversation. Once again, three weeks away from the Sugar Bowl, too, so we'll uh, continue to preview Texas and Washington. But how about the Cowboys last night, man? Wow. I mean, what a statement made by the Dallas Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys were 9-3 and three going into Sunday night football, but uh, they'd only beaten one team with the winning record, and the team that they beat was Seattle, who, well, because they lost to the Cowboys last week, were 500. And because they lost to the Niners yesterday, they had a losing record. So right. I think there was still some doubt and skepticism about how good the Cowboys were when compared to some of the best teams in football. And Philadelphia, going into last night, had the best record in the NFL. They're obviously the defending NFC champs. Uh, no doubt about what the Eagles are and what they've been in recent seasons. And the Cowboys just sent a message to the country that they are for real. 33-13 to 13. The final, the Cowboys were up 24 to six at halftime. The Eagles had that scoop and score midway through the third quarter to kind of get back into the game. Yeah, a little bit, but the Cowboys responded with the scoring drive of their own. And this game was really never competitive. So not only a win for Dallas, I think any Cowboys fan would have signed up for any sort of win last night, but just a dominant performance over the rival Philadelphia Eagles. Well, when when the when the when the Eagles made catches, then they fumbled the ball. Cowboys secondary made them fumble it up and cough it up and turn the ball over. And for Dallas, there was just there was nobody in the in the secondary for the Eagles that could cover any of their guys. It just it was going to be that way. I mean, I I thought there would be a split. Uh, the, the Cowboys at home are faster, but I didn't know that they would be tougher. But they were tougher. They were physically tougher than the Philadelphia Eagles last night. And by the way, when they're playing at home now, they're tougher than any of the opponents that they play at home. So it's going to be, if they can get that home field advantage, that will be huge. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Yeah, the Cowboys won the battle in the trenches. I thought the Cowboys' offensive line was really, oh, really yeah. good. They were able to run it for 138 yards. They gave Dak Prescott you know, plenty of time to throw the football and make things happen down the field. Yeah, he moved well in the pocket, too, last night. Yeah, he did. And you're right about the turnovers. The Eagles had three of them, and they were all costly. I mean, Philly was able to move the ball decently well on offense, but it just felt like every time they were getting close to the scoring zone, uh, somebody coughed it up. And Jalen Hurts had a fumble, and then uh, I think a couple of receivers had fumbles for Philly last night. So Yeah, yeah. they ripped ripped the ball away from them. I mean, they just took the ball. They took the one from Hurts away. Not only did they hit him hard, then they stripped him. And the same thing with Smith. He caught a ball made a couple spin moves, and somebody came and stripped them. They didn't knock it loose. They pulled their arm, pulled the ball right out of their arms, which was, I mean, it was just a great, great physical display by the Cowboys, I thought, last night. Yeah. Yeah, the Eagles actually averaged more yards per play than Dallas did, but Dallas won the time of possession battle, and once again, they won the turnover margin. They were plus two in takeaways last night. And Dak Prescott, big game for him. Big game for him. Uh, I yeah. wonder what the uh, updated MVP odds look like. Obviously, it's gotta be, he's got to be leading now. Well, you know, last week he and Brock Purdy were tied for the favorite to win NFL MVP. Brock Purdy played a hell of a game yesterday as the Niners beat up on Seattle. So I don't know if Brock Purdy took a step back. But, yeah, for Dak to do that on national television uh, against a really, really good team 
He was 24 of 39, 271 yards and two touchdowns. Also had a couple of rushing yards as well. Yeah, that's, uh, so that fumble didn't help him. That's for yeah. sure. No, yeah, yeah, bad fumble. Um, should have thrown it away or should have tucked it and taken the sack. Obviously not a good play by him, but he was the better of the two quarterbacks. He and was. He was on it last night. And for Philly, like – Philly's obviously fine, and they kept mentioning on the broadcast last night that if the Eagles win their last four games of the regular season, uh, they will win the NFC East. So the Cowboys have the tiebreaker right now. So if you look at the updated NFL playoff scenario, the Cowboys are the two seed and the Eagles are the five seed. But if, once again, if Philly wins out, there's nothing Dallas can do, even if the Cowboys run the table Philadelphia is going to be a top two seed in the NFC and the Cowboys will have to play their first playoff game on the road. They have, but, the, they have the harder of the two schedules, I believe. Yeah, the Cowboys do by far. But like the Cowboys, both teams are 10 and three right now, Buck. The Cowboys point differential is plus 188. Wow. The Eagles plus, uh, point differential is plus 21. So they've got the same record, but... The eye test, all the college football playoff committee talk has me talking yes. eye test. Wow. The eye test all season long. We've talked about how Philly skated by. Now you are what your record says you are. Ten and three is ten and three, right? They've earned those ten wins. But man, the eye test. You compare what Dallas has done to some teams. You compare what San Francisco has done to some teams versus what Philly's done to some teams. Oh yeah, they're like. It, I mean, it's it's, clear. For, it's for Dallas. It's like a prize fighter with knockouts in the second round. Philly's gone the distance a lot of times in these games, but they find ways to win. They win the decision, but boy, Dallas at home has just been knocking fools out. Yeah, and the other 10-3 and three team in the NFL is Baltimore. They're plus 143. So they escaped with one, too, which did. we'll talk about the officiating over the weekend, which was questionable for one, but I don't know what you want to do for the other. I, I don't know what to say there, Patty Mahomes, as you go crazy. I tell your guy to line up not a foot past the football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, it's sad. It's sad in a way. He's right in a way. But when you ask your guys to do the job, you know, one week you tell them, hey, you're not doing your job. And then when they do their job, you're screaming and yelling and going nuts. I mean, what do you want? What do you want the guy to do? I mean, well, hey, he, he don't want it. He don't want him to call it on the Chiefs. He wants him to call it on the other team. Yeah. Dude, just tell your guy since he's been playing Pop Warner that when you line up as a wide receiver, if you look if you, during the course of the game, if you've been if you've had somebody on the side there and you've been asking, am I okay? And they're telling you you're okay. And if you look over there before the play starts and he says, and he says something to you, they don't have to even, they don't have to communicate to you. That's not their job. Their job, I mean, it happens in college a lot. College players and the officials, they talk to each other, especially when you're close to the sideline. Am I all right? The guy will say, yeah, you're fine. You know, you don't expect him when he tells you you're fine to throw a flag. But basically, if the play goes off and he throws a flag on you and and he tells you it's all right, but you're you line up offsides, that's your problem. Dude, he didn't that's tell crazy. him he was all right. No, it, it's it's Kadarius Tony's fault. Like Kadarius Tony never checked with the side judge. If he did and the side judge said you're good and then he threw the flag, that's bullshit. Then I'm on the chief side 100 percent But Kadarius Tony never looked over to the sideline. He just lined up offside, and it wasn't close. And I, I'm from Kansas City. Like, I, I like the Chiefs. I root for the Chiefs. And I still think their bitching the way that they have since that game win final is ridiculous. It's such a bad look for them. And 
The guy was over by a foot. It wasn't, and Patrick Mahomes said he was just over. No, he wasn't just over. His foot was on the, his heel was almost past the ball. Yeah, it was clear today. I mean, you don't see that called very often. Uh, Now, Terry McCauley did say they've called that a lot more this year than they did last year. So it's been maybe a little bit of a point of emphasis for NFL officials this year. But yeah, that one was clear as day, man. Like, it was a brain fart by Kadarius Tony. It's another game where a Chiefs wide receiver has cost the Chiefs a victory. Absolutely. It, it feels like if they were playing with zero wide receivers, they'd have 10 wins instead of the eight that they do. Uh, but no, that one that one was clear. And uh, look. The especially when you, when you use different formations as they do, that's your job. You have to know who's on the line, who's off the line, where the line is. I mean, they're going to be, you know, the officials have a hard enough time when it comes to how many men are on the line of scrimmage, how many men are off the line of scrimmage. So when you're obviously a foot over, what's the guy supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, flag. Tony messed up, man. Like, uh, I don't put that on Mahomes. I don't put that on Andy Reid. I don't put that on the refs. Like, Kadarius Tony just screwed up. And yeah, I mean, that was going to be one lot. of the great plays that you've seen in NFL history right there. That was, I mean, you're talking about smart and being having some awareness. For Kelsey to, to do that, that was a, that was just amazing awareness of yep. what's going on around you, you know. And Tony himself to be you know be ready to catch that ball, but dude, you got to line up. That's your your first job is to line up on sides. You know, first of all, you need to know what the play is because you have a route that you have to run. The second is okay, I've got to get lined up the proper way. There's that guy on, there's that guy off, but I can't be over the ball. Yeah, with a freaking wide receiver, they're going to see that. Yep, and they did. Yeah, that's going to go down as one of the best plays that never happened oh, yeah. in the history of the NFL. And, boy, what uh, what an electric play that was and a great decision by Travis Kelsey. But it was all for naught because dumbass Kadarius Tony, who, once again, had a big drop in a game earlier this year that cost the Chiefs a W, uh, screwed he, up. Yeah, he dropped one in that game, too. I mean, it's just yeah, did. this is a, you know, Patrick Mahomes is now – you know, he doesn't like to throw guys under the bus, so he'd rather throw the official under there. I got it. But your guys are killing you. You're killing your wide receivers are, are killing your team. You're going to, you got to, I don't know, you're still going to have to get that straightened up. You're still in it. You're still very much in it. But that's his frustration on his teammates right there, more so than actually the officials, I got to believe. Well, although hear. the officials, although, I mean, it's a, I understand what he's thinking about. That has nothing to do with it. It does. You're, you, the start of a play, the defensive lineman can't, line up two yards off sides. They're going to call that. So a wide receiver can't line up a whole foot off sides when, when formations are a big part of your, a part of your offense. That's the stuff that you have to know. Right. I think the chiefs are a little extra frustrated because sure. on the play after that, uh, Von Miller, of course, on the bills jumped off sides and they didn't call it. So the chiefs are probably like, you're going to call an offensive offside, which never gets called. And then you're going to, not call this one that gets called all the time but either way i'm not defending the chiefs here here's here's patrick mahomes this is after the game uh this is you know a little tirade from him just complaining about the refs he ain't complaining about his teammate he ain't complaining about the coaches here's mahomes talking about that uh not so controversial offsides call late in that game i mean not only for for me but just for football in general i mean just to take away greatness like that, I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that, and who knows if we win, but as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game, and that's why last week 
I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, don't, it, I mean, they're human, man. They make mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something, and all I can do is go out there and give everything I have. And I'm proud of the guys because that's what we did. And it was a great football game that ended another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough, tough to swallow. It's the call, man. Just in that moment, I mean, it's it's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game and for it to to happen on a flag change outcome of a game. Um, in that moment, I mean, I, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offense offsides called. I mean, that's we, that's elementary school. We we talk about. I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and and it doesn't get called. And if it does, do you they warn you? And there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. Um, it's, it's tough, man. It, it, I mean, it's lost words, man. It's just it's tough because. Regardless if we win or lose, man, just just for the, the end of, with another game and we're talking about the refs, man, it's just not what we want for the, for the NFL and for football. Yeah, he doesn't want it for the fans. Yeah, hey, thanks a lot. Tell your guy to line up on sides. There was no warning before because the guy was lined up the right way before, Patrick. Yep. They didn't have to warn him about anything because that dumbass was on sides. In this particular moment, when, when, it, when it's a little stressful out there, the guy decides to line up a foot off sides, Okay, we're not giving you a warning. You're a foot over the line. You've been playing, you know, you've been playing this game. Like you said, I haven't seen this in seven years. Surprise, surprise. I haven't seen, dude, first of all, I haven't seen a guy line up like that, that far off sides. When Patrick Mahomes first started talking about this, he acted like it was a few inches over the line. That dude's foot was over the line. Yeah. You can't even be on the ball. You have to be behind the ball. Wasn't that close? He was even or past. I think he was past the ball. He was. You couldn't see the football from the side angle. Like, that's how far Kadarius Tony's foot was across the line. He couldn't even see the ball. So, yeah, Mahomes is he's trying to get the court of public opinion on his side with those comments. We deserve a warning. No, you don't. You don't deserve – they don't have to warn you about anything. They don't have to do that. That's not their job. Their job is to call – your job is to be where you're supposed to be. Their job is supposed to be to officiate and police the field. And when you do – when you're breaking the rules – they're going to call it. They don't have to sit around and tell you, oh, no, you're getting caught. Now, you know, if, if you've got a good rapport with the officials as a wide receiver or a coach, you know, there'll be some officials that will tell your coach and say, hey, listen, he's getting closer and closer to being offsides. Okay, well, the whole game, this guy wasn't stepping offsides, but in one particular case, he was over the past the limit, and they said, I don't have time to warn you. That guy's offside. i got to throw the flag. Yeah, and he didn't check. If Kadarius Tony checked with the official and the official said, you're good, it's kosher, and then threw the flag, that'd be a problem. But he never looked over there. So, yeah, I mean, Mahomes trying to get the court of public opinion on his side, it ain't working. Like, nobody out outside of Kansas City no. siding with the Chiefs on this one. I'm from Kansas City. That's where I was born. And I'm not siding with Mahomes and the Chiefs on this one. Uh, obviously they're extra frustrated because of what happened last weekend. They got screwed at the end of the Packers game. I don't yep. think anybody disagrees with that. Like the fact that there wasn't a PI called against Marquez Valdez Scantling on that final drive is a sure. joke, but uh, you know, that, that this one was not like they got the call, right? The Chiefs screwed up and that happens sometimes. Yeah. The officials screw up. I mean, I'm watching the Rams and, and the overtime game and the punt return for the Ravens for a touchdown. A guy got pushed in the back. You could see it. A five-year-old could see guys as the punt returner setting up the wall. The yeah. guy disappears. 
The guy shoved him dead smack in the back. How did they miss that call? Dude, they would have called targeting on a Longhorn player. Oh, oh they my did goodness, like that, that guy disappeared so quick. Yeah. By yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Boston College, Zay Flowers is a pretty good player. Yeah, yeah, he is. The Ra- wow. That was a fun game yesterday, Ravens and Rams. I don't think a lot of people expected that to be that good, but uh, that one was back and forth throughout. A lot of points. It obviously went to overtime, and it ended on a uh, Tylen Wallace, former Oklahoma State Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Punt, punt return touchdown. But, yeah, there was one of the most egregious blocks in the back wow. that you'll ever see, and it didn't get called, and, well, it uh, gave Baltimore the win. Luckily, that wasn't in the, in L.A. because every every fan that had a flag, would they would have been just tossed. It would have been littered with flags. I don't know how you missed that one, BK. That was just – it's a punt return. That's You know, that's what the officials are looking for. They're looking for something really egregious. That was so egregious. That guy yeah. just – he just shoved him. He pushed him down right, in his, right there at the point of attack there. Hey, ref had dinner reservations, man. Had to, had to get out of there. That's somewhere he needed to be. All right. I don't Sorry, to... Patrick. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. This guy, this guy wanted a longer game, I guess. I don't know. But I was trying guy was trying to get some crab cakes in Baltimore after the game. Man, right? oh man, oh man. He needed some of that old bay somewhere out there. And he, yeah, uh, Patrick he... Mahomes today is gonna feel like I mean, he probably went home and said, Damn, did I go a little overboard with that? Well, you can't how do you backtrack from that? Like you had the the tirade on the sideline while the game was wrapping up. I thought he was after one of his coaches or something, the way it looked. Or Tony, right? Yeah. I thought he was, like, yelling at Tony, hey, dumbass, do something right for once. Like, that's the guy he should have been mad at, the guy who's actually cost them a few games this year. And then I can't show the video because of copyright rules, but the post-game handshake between Mahomes and Josh Allen, who are friends, uh, Mahomes, instead of just, congratulating Josh Allen and saying, hey, good job. That's a big win for y'all, whatever. He's like, they called offensive offsides, and the TV cameras picked it up. Like, he's bitching to Josh Allen, which is a bad look for Mahomes. Sure. Then, obviously, the post-game press conference, which we just played you right there, it, it's it's bad, man. Like, people are dunking on Mahomes. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs, for for a long time, felt very likable, and their story was was really good, and I think people were rooting for them early on. But it's just uh, it's felt like in recent months, not so much. And then obviously yesterday, yeah, it feels like a lot of people are starting to turn the heel on the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Well, they don't have to turn it because they're doing it to themselves with their wide receiver group. They're single-handedly just crushing that offense. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. So the Chiefs fall to eight and five, uh, still first place in the AFC West. They only have a one-game lead over Denver, though. The Broncos. Oh, yeah. The Texans got them last week, but the Broncos, I think, have won six of seven. They're playing some good football with Sean Payton. Uh, So all of a sudden, a division race that nobody thought was going to be a race has gotten tough and tight going into the last month of the regular season. But the bigger story, like I think everyone expects the Chiefs to still win the division, but they might not be the number one seed, and they might have to play at least one playoff game on the road this year, which would be a first for the Patrick Mahomes-Andy Reid duo up there in KC. How about uh, the Texans? The, the Texans game Sunday, and, I mean, C.J. Stroud, hopefully he, he'll be able to go this week, but I don't know. Just a, a disastrous game for the Texans. They were in this one. You look at the final score, and you think, oh, this was a beatdown from the opening kick. This game was 0-0 at halftime. It was an ugly first half. Oh, it, yeah, was it was rainy. It was cold. 
Uh, neither team could do anything on offense. I think there were 11 punts combined in the first half. And then Zach Wilson, I'll give him credit, the much maligned Zach Wilson, who has had a very up and down career with way more downs than ups. Uh, he played well in the second half. And for the Texans, I mean, injury after injury after injury, dude. Like, they are dropping like flies. Of course, Tank Dell got hurt last week, and he's out for the season. Uh, in the first quarter, you had Nico Collins, the other good receiver oh, yeah. for the Texans. He injured his calf, and he did not return. Uh, Will Anderson got hurt and left the game. And C.J. Stroud got concussed in the third uh, the fourth quarter of that one. So... Yeah, that's that's as bad as it gets for the Texans. They lose a game that they really needed to win. Now they still have a month left to get back in. And they were playing the Jets. But yeah, to lose a game to the lowly New York Jets, that's bad. And then obviously with the injuries thrown on top of it, it, it could not have been a worse Sunday for the Houston Texans. That was amazing, and it was lousy weather there, man. Yeah, it was. C.J. Stroud. It's not like the Texans were going to win this game if he stayed healthy. He just didn't yeah. have it yesterday. 10 for 23, 91 passing yards. The guy's been passing for 300 over the last six weeks. Yeah, for as bad as the Jets have been this year, you know, their defense. They're good on defense now. They're still loaded with talent. Uh, their pass rush was dominating the Texans' O-line. The receivers couldn't get open. Uh, there was like Tank Dale and Nico Collins. Those are the only two good receivers the Texans have. I know Noah Brown's been a pretty good story this year, but and you're putting them against those cornerbacks, those two corners. Yeah, no chance. The guys either. they threw out there. Zero catches on five targets yesterday for Noah Brown. Uh, that's bad. Brevin Jordan was the leading receiver with 35 yards for the Texans. Uh, usually it's a good thing when, when a BJ is involved, but you don't want Brevin Jordan getting involved too no. much. Andrew Beck was the second leading receiver. Yes, that Andrew Beck who had one catch for 26 yards. It was ugly. It was ugly for the Texans. So they've got to regroup. We'll see if C.J. Stroud is able to go this weekend. The Texans will play Tennessee in Nashville on Sunday, and the Titans are going to be wearing the Oilers jerseys. Oh. So that's still some bullshit. Absurd that the Titans... I don't know if I feel good for the Texans here. Yeah, Titans opened up as one-and-a-half-point favorites. So I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the thought that maybe Davis Mills is under center for Houston next weekend. But yeah, the Texans, all they had to do was beat the Jets and they'd be in prime position to make the playoffs. Now they're in a log jam. I think you've got six AFC teams that are seven and six right now. Like you say, BK, it's the fact that whether C.J. Stroud plays or not, there's nobody to throw the ball to. There's guys that can't get open. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. I mean, if Nico Collins has to miss significant time, then oh, yeah. the Texans are, are probably done. Um, they're probably done. Especially, obviously, if Stroud has to miss a couple of weeks, then cancel Christmas. But, uh, yeah, yeah, frustrating game for the Texans yesterday. Bad loss for them. And, once again, insult to injury with all of the injuries that they suffered. Uh, other NFL headlines for you? Well, Anything San Francisco is obviously San Francisco is still the number one power now. Yeah. That puts yeah. them right that they're right at the top of the list. They're playing their quarterback, their wide receivers, their defensive line. I mean, they're playing, I mean, they're they're reaching that crescendo when it comes playoff time right now. They're ready to go. Yeah, they wish the playoff started today. Yes. Right. Yeah, Brock Purdy was great. Career high passing yards for him with 368. 
McCaffrey had a great game. Debo Samuel scored a couple of touchdowns, one as a receiver and one as a runner. And yeah, the Niners taking care of. Yeah. Drew Locke and the Seattle yeah. Seahawks. And, and the other group that's coming back to the Packers, Dan Campbell's knee biting Lions. Oh, well, good, yeah. thing, good thing for them is they won't have to see the Bears in the playoffs. Wow. How do you lose twice to the Bears? The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. Yeah, that's uh no, they beat the Bears the first time, excuse me, on Thanksgiving. They were down big early and came back and won that game, but they played like shit against Chicago twice this year. And yeah, they uh that game wasn't that close in the second half. Good performance by Justin Fields. But yeah, the Lions have definitely come back down to earth a little bit. So to me, they're 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 the fourth best team in the NFC. And that's where yeah. they've been probably all season long, right? And like my- they're and my Vikings are a scoring machine. I mean, they don't mess around. What a please game that me, was. Please tell me you didn't watch that game. No. I I didn't catch any glimpse except for on Sports Center at the end when they had it this the last thing that went on. Dude. Field goal I, gamer. I have never been in favor of relegation in American football. That when you group, score when you score three total points. In a game that was played inside a dome. Like, if you're playing in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, then, okay, I can live with 3 nothing. They were playing in a dome in Vegas. We don't need the Raiders anymore in the league. I know Vegas, <laughs> can Vegas put another different team there. Yeah, we need Vegas to have an NFL franchise. It just yeah. can be somebody else. It doesn't need to be the Raiders. 3 I mean, that- to nothing. The lowest scoring game in the NFL in 16 years. I mean, thank God Greg Joseph made that field goal because I was worried we were going to get a 0-0 tie after overtime. That game set the league back 80 years, dude. It was horrifying. The first 3-0 game since Pittsburgh beat Miami back in 2007. Just the seventh 3-0 game in the Super Bowl era. And was almost the... First game to end regulation scoreless since 1943, like in a wartime. Yeah, that made the Iowa football team laugh right there. Yeah, it really did. It really did. Vikings get the win three to nothing over Vegas. Dude, you deserve a refund if you went to that game. If you bought tickets to that game, like the NFL. Casino chips. Yeah, something. Something for having to sit through that uh, Minnesota might be in the playoffs at the end of the year. There you too. go. That's right. Way to go. Way to We're go. We're still fighting. God dang. Yeah, Nick Mullins was 9 of 13 for 83 yards, and his team won. Wow. How does that occur? Yeah, it's time to time to move the Raiders back to Oakland. They deserve each other and move somebody else to Vegas. They can play in that stadium too, right? Yeah, Send them yeah, back right into that stadium. Put them in the Coliseum. Uh, Josh Dobbs got benched in this game. He had 63 passing yards. Yeah, that, that, that's Cinderella story's over. Yep, as Jake says, the uh, Lynn Sanity run that Josh Dobbs had for a while is over. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll get back more into some NFL. Uh, hit us up on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. If you're listening on the app, good morning. Appreciate y'all tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, good morning. Appreciate y'all tuning in please uh like this video if you haven't done so yet please subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet and please share this thing as well so we can keep 
spreading the word about Texas sports unfiltered. We'll get to some Texas football here in a moment, Buck, but first some love to some sponsors. How about our good friends at Relax the Back? They embrace a holistic approach for a healthier lifestyle. And folks, my back could not be happier after I had thoracic surgery about 20 years ago. I've noticed, and I went over and, and I talked to the folks that relaxed the back, and I noticed it was the chairs that I was sitting in was just crushing my back after surgery. So I went to relax the back, and I found the chair, the recliner, everything I needed to really protect my thoracic back. And if you've got problems with your lumbar area, your shoulders, or your thoracic back, that's the place that you want to go. And you can save 20% off right now on all these adjustable mattress sets that they have there. And folks, they've got tons of them. They got office chairs, desks, all the accessories that you need. And then you can heal and recover, work smarter, sleep, reimagine, and live pain-free with Relax the Back. In B Cave at the Hill Country Galleria across from Whole Foods. And of course, in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free, just like the buck, and Relax the Back. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Relax the Back. Also, shout out to Cowpoke Ranch, Oklahoma State fan. Nice enough to give us a $5 super chat this morning. Thank you, Cal Pope fan. Cal Pope Ranch, where's that at? We need to know that deal. I don't know. Is that a real ranch? Sounds like a place I can put some chaps on, bring my little 22 out there, yeah, and show you, know, you how I, I can be like the rifleman. Come on now. With the assless chaps up there? I didn't say anything about assless. I just said chaps. Well, they do call you Brokeback Bucky, so I figured there was a chance there might be uh, some of that going on. Thank you, Cal Pope. Yep, the NFL is a garbage league with a bunch of individuals drawing a check at this point. Uh, He's got the Oklahoma State logo in the avatar, so clearly more of a college fan than an NFL fan. Oh, we're not going to get on the old Cal Pokes here. No, nope, nope, no. But uh, hey, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. And well, if you're a college football fan, then this weekend sucked because he didn't have much college football to watch. But the good news is the Bulls get going this weekend. So uh, we'll have a few more weeks of. Oh, the first one, the Texas Tech Bowl. Yeah, that's uh, not the first bowl game, but it's on the first day of bowl oh, okay. season. So I think it's maybe the last game this Saturday. But yeah, Texas Tech, who. I was doing a lot of talking, thinking they'd be playing in a New Year's Six Bowl this Instead year. Instead, they're a bunch of gumbo down in Shreveport. Instead, they are playing on the day furthest away from <laughs> New Year's Six. Way to go, Red Raiders. Nice job, your mark. You keep spreading that rash down there. There you yeah. go. Keep shout, it out, going. shout out to Altstad Beer as well, the best beer that you could find all throughout the great state of Texas. I drank more than a few. Old stats this weekend, and I'm hurting a little bit today. No, I'm just kidding. I feel great. I feel great. Old stats, the best beer that you can find. Uh, you might need some for the Monday night doubleheader tonight. Uh, wow. You do get a couple of games, which is great. But if you've uh, seen the teams that are the involved, the first one is like game. at six o'clock, correct? I mean, that thing starts, or does it start at five o'clock our time? No, no, they're on at the same time. At the same time, you have they to both kick off. off. Yeah, they both kick off at 7.15. One of them's oh. on ESPN, and the other one's on ABC. ABC, okay. Yeah, so it's weird. Like, the you know, both networks are obviously owned by the same company, and they're competing with one another. But there's nobody else competing with them. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Like the NFL is going to be king. Even if the games suck, people are going to watch. Yeah. But, hey, Altstead beer, uh, you should drink that. Whatever you have going on for the holidays. Had a couple of holiday parties this weekend. Had some Altstead beer at those. If you're looking for stocking stuffers for the beer drinkers in your life, show up with some Altstat beer. And if you're looking for something to do on a weekend in Central Texas, 
Take a trip down to the Altstadt Brewery in Fredericksburg. I'm telling y'all, that place is gorgeous, and it's massive. There is so much to do. They've got live music every weekend. They've got a German-style restaurant. They've got, of course, plenty of samples. You're going to see how the great beer is made, the outdoor beer garden. I'm telling you, this place is freaking gorgeous. If you're a single guy, there's a lot of bachelorette parties that go down there. If you're a single lady, there are a lot of bachelor parties that are down there at the Altstadt nice. Brewery every weekend. So you can make some moves right there. I don't know if they want me to promote all that stuff, but I'm promoting all that stuff because I want you to go out there to the Altstadt Brewery. Go to the website. Yeah, go to their website, altstadbeer.com, for more info and to plan your trip. It is Altstad Beer. No impurities, no regrets. Buck, the uh, Heisman Trophy was given out on Saturday night. I think we all knew who was going to get that and receive that. And it went to LSU's Jaden Daniels, who put up some ridiculous numbers this year for LSU. Not a lot of people were talking about LSU down the stretch because they weren't in the national conversation. But Jaden Daniels actually put up better numbers than Joe Burrow did when Burrow won the Heisman for that national championship winning LSU team back in 2019. Daniels' numbers were stupid. 5,000 yards of total offense, over 50 touchdowns combined through the air and with his legs. I mean, the guy had a tremendous, tremendous season. And if LSU had a defense, yeah, they'd probably be in the playoff. But Jaden Daniels gets the award. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I thought he deserved the award. I mean, you know, it was, you know, Bo Nix and, of course, Michael Penix Jr., they were going to battle it out, I thought. I thought the winner of that game, if they came out with big numbers, would probably get that. But Michael Penix didn't have big numbers. He had big numbers early in the year, kind of faded. Uh, they, they were an undefeated team. And generally that, that award will go. But you couldn't get – I mean, Daniel's numbers were just too big. Yeah. You know, it was just – the numbers were just monster numbers. And it was too hard not to give it to – they finally, you know, found what was the best player in college football, not the best team in college football or the best quarterback in college football. And he may be the best quarterback in college football. I mean, he may just be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he had the best season of any quarterback in college football. Like he's not the best NFL draft prospect amongst right. quarterbacks in the country, but uh, no, he, he was the best QB in the nation this year. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The voting was kind of close. Uh, Jane Daniels had 2,029 points. Michael Penix Jr. finished second. He had, 1,701 points. So it was it was close. Uh, it, it just depends on what you value. Like, I, I would have voted for Jaden Daniels because he was the best player in college football this sure. year. And that's what the award is. But some people treat this like an MVP award. And if you're talking about value, you would have voted for Michael Penix Jr. because his team didn't lose. They won the conference championship. And they're in the playoff with a chance to compete for a national championship. And we so know that, about Bo Nixon's statistics. So if he'd have won that game and beat beat Michael Penix, you know, in yeah. the championship game, he may have won that trophy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Bo Nix was the Vegas favorite going into the Pac-12 title game. Right. And he lost to Washington, and he didn't twice. play all you that You can't great. do that twice. If you're the leader yeah. of the team, you can't lose to a team twice in a year. Yeah, so that cost him. Bo Nix ended up finishing third, uh, and that kind of gave Jaden Daniels the nod. So, uh, yeah, look, honestly, if it was an MVP award, you could maybe make the case that Jordan Travis at Florida State should have won it. Because he got his team screwed by getting hurt. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. You talk about value right there. Like, I know the team went 2-0 without Jordan Travis, but clearly no one thought they were any good because they got left out of the playoffs. So 
That guy was maybe the most valuable player in the country this season. Sorry um, about that, State. He actually finished fifth, funny enough. But, yeah, there you go. Jaden Daniels won, Michael Penix Jr. two, Bo Nix three, Marvison, Har- uh, Marvison combined his first and last name, Marvin Harrison Jr. four. Those were the guys who were in New York. Uh, they released the top ten. No Tavondre Sweat. Fuck. Not even being at least the top ten. If you're going to be one of those, if you're going to be the – Outland Trophy winner. I mean, that's a special because that includes offensive linemen and defensive linemen. That includes a whole gang of guys. Yeah. You win that award, that's a big deal right there. Should be in the top 10 in the Heisman vote, I would think. Well, would you have given a top three vote to Tavondre Sweat? No, probably well, not. That's, that's how it works. Like each person yeah. gets three votes and Sorry. nobody gave Tavondre Sweat a top three vote. So I would have given him a top five vote. Yeah, I think a lot of people would have, or at least some people would have. But, yeah. uh, you know, even the guys who cover Texas who voted, like nobody gave Devondre Sweat a top three vote. And that's, I, I understand that. As great as he was this year, like, I, I, I don't think I would have given him a top three vote. Here's the top ten. Here are the guys who did get votes, though. Fuck. Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Marvin Harrison Jr. That was the top four. Jordan Travis was fifth. Jalen Milrow. Alabama was sixth. Ollie Gordon of Oklahoma State. Speaking of Cowpoke Ranch, thanks for another super chat, Cowpoke Ranch. You're on one today, my friend. Really, Thank you, man. Very, very. You must have taken Bucks picks over the weekend. You must have had Army. Go Army. Yeah, I got that extra money for putting 10,000 units. That's exactly right. That's what I'm here for the people for right there. On the Black Knights of the Hudson. I love that. Uh, Ollie Gordon was seventh. Cody Schrader at Mizzou was eighth. Okay. Blake Corum, nine. J.J. McCarthy, 10 from your sleeper team, the Michigan Wolverines. How are the sleepers doing? Are they still cheating? They're still probably cheating. Yep. Watch your practices. Yeah, at Bama, be careful. Even though Connor Stallions is gone, they might have somebody else. Oh, there's always a, there's always a number two. Filming your shit. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Michigan was smart enough to film Alabama's signs before uh, Connor Stallions got fired. Remember, they did that in the semifinal against yeah. TCU. They thought they had all of TCU signs figured out. Sonny Dykes had caught wind of what was going on, so he had a bunch of dummy signs and changed everything up, and that's why Michigan couldn't stop TCU. They had no clue what was coming for them, and TCU ended up uh, kind of running away from Michigan in that pretty epic high-scoring semifinal last season. Uh, I, I just think it's funny that you know, okay, no Tavondre Sweat in the top 10. But, yeah, Jalen Milrose in there. He got beat by Tavondre Sweat. Ollie Gordon's in there. He got beat by Tavondre Sweat. Neither of those guys did a whole lot against the University of Texas, but both guys had tremendous seasons. Milrow turned Absolutely. it on, and that's why Bama's in the playoff. And, obviously, Ollie Gordon, he won the Doak Walker Award. Well-deserved. Well, well-deserved. Didn't do jack in the conference championship game, but had a fantastic, fantastic season. And you mentioned it. Yeah, Tavondre Sweat getting some love. Uh, the one Longhorn to win one of the big national awards this year, the Outland Trophy, which went to and goes to the nation's most outstanding interior lineman on offense or defense. So, uh, yeah, good for T. Sweat. I thought, you know, he had a strong argument to win the Bednarik Award and the Nagurski Award. Those are like the best defensive players in the country, not just position specific. That's like best defensive player. In the nation, I thought Tavondre Sweat had a strong case to win either of those. 
uh, but he did not. Instead, he just wins the Outland Trophy. Just wins. Still a huge effing deal, but I feel like he could have walked away with some more hardware, Buck. Now, did, did any of the Iowa kids get anything? Any of the Iowa kids get anything? Yeah. On, on the defense? I can tell you nobody on offense won any awards for well, well, no. No. Uh, no, I'll, I'll run down the list right here of the biggest awards. So the Heisman went to Jaden Daniels. The Davey O'Brien Award, best quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Yeah. The Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award, best upperclassman quarterback. How many how many freaking QB awards do we have? Uh, Jaden Daniels. Maxwell Award, which is the best player, actually went to Michael Penix Jr. So there's your bone there, Penix. Yeah, you, you didn't win the other ones, but you yeah. can win this one. Uh, Blitnikoff, best receiver, went to Marvin Harrison Jr., Doak Walker, as we mentioned, Ollie Gordon. The Mackey Award for the nation's best tight end, Brock Bowers. Outland Trophy, T. Sweat. Nagurski Trophy, Xavier Watts. Led the nation with seven picks for Notre Dame. Bednarik Award, Peyton Wilson from NC State. Yes. Butkus Award, Peyton Wilson, linebacker. Lombardi Award, best lineman, Leatu Latu, the kid out of UCLA. Yep. Who also won the best D-end award. Jim Thorpe Award went to a kid at Air Force, Trey Taylor. Really? Yeah, had a ridiculously good year. Wow. Um, three picks, 71 tackles, one of the highest coverage grades in all of college football. Yeah, I didn't see it as much passing as some of the other teams and some of the other corners did, but, hey, he was great. And then the most versatile player, Travis Hunter in Colorado. And I beg your pardon. Iowa did win something. Their punter won the Ray Guy Award. Oh, because they punted, a, they punted a lot. Yep. Trey Taylor, the Air Force DB, won the Thorpe Award. Tory Taylor. Tory. That's that's not a name you want if you're a dude. No. That's not a dude name. Uh, yeah, he punted 11 more times than any other punter. In college football, uh, that's not an Iowa stat. I don't know what is, but yes, congrats to uh, to everybody there. Home Depot Coach of the Year, Kalen DeBoer at Washington. I understand Texas that. Season, three weeks from now. Broyles Award for the Best Assistant Coach. The most deserved award in the history of college sports. Phil Parker, the defensive coordinator at Iowa, who led the Hawkeyes to a 10-win season and a spot in the conference championship game, despite having an offense that literally could not score. <laughs> literally, if they scored, it's almost like, how the hell did the Jets score 30 points? 30. A, the Jets haven't scored 30 points in 10 years. They did it in the second half. They didn't score in the first half. They got 30 points in one half against the Texans yesterday. Hey, D'Amico, how about your defense showing up to play? Yeah, yeah, not a great showing by the Texans. And once guys started getting hurt, it, it fell apart even more. Uh, how about this, Buck? I, I put in some work over the weekend. You know, the beauty of YouTube is we've got the visual element to uh, what we're talking about here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. And we've got audio drops, right? We're big drops, guys. Oh, yeah. Hell big yeah. Part, big part of the station and, and a big air, part airplane of airplane guys. Hey, yep. Magic Johnson, what has he done? Drops like that. He's got, like that. Age. He's got, got age. age. There you go. Another of children. That's a classic. Not so fast, Midget. Not so fast. Classic. Another one. What's a computer? We haven't played that one that much. It's been a while. What's a computer? God, I hate that chick. Or 
or dude, whatever that is. Uh, but now we've got a couple of video drops, and I need some suggestions from you. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Suggestions I'm good. from the people on future video drops. Why would you trust these people? Well, because they've listened to us for a long time. They There's some things that we just need to bring back from the vault. So we've got this one first. These nuts. <laughs> Don't do that around my... If you do that around Joyce... She laughs at that no matter what. If I say the word D's nuts, she's going to laugh. No matter how she feels, she can't help it. And it's always D's, funny. Or it just never stops. D's nuts. <laughs> now we got the video of the guy saying it, too. Wow. D's nuts. <laughs> There's nothing like a good D's nuts, Joe. In the other one, it's been too long. And it took me a while to scavenge this from the internet because this video is a couple of years old and it didn't go as viral as the D's Nuts one did. But one of your favorites, Buck. I think you're going to like this one. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. She's right. Yep. Just keep saying it. You'll never have it. I think because uh, we do our Throwback Thursday segment every Thursday, yep. oddly enough. And we go back to just a, a video on the internet that went viral at some point, and we talk about it. We might need the whole Gloria uh, Copeland speech. Yeah, she's fabulous. Man. She's very innovative. She's she she's she's a motivator. She's a motivator of health. I, and why do I have Doc Trey when I could have this woman? I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. That that I have not had it since I started saying it. Now I've had COVID. I've had COVID twice, uh, but I've not had the flu since that lady came on the scene years ago. Because yeah, you know, one, I say I'll never have the flu. That one really stuck with you. I mean, that's it, it, and it works. That speech happened in 2018, so BC people, yeah. before COVID. Yeah, and that uh, you still quote that even to this day. So. Absolutely. Look at how healthy I've been since then. I've had like a mini stroke. I've I've had. Transient global disorder. You know, I've had every, but I've not had the flu. You've not had the flu. Nope. No. And you've never said, I'll never have the COVID. I've never said that. I'll never have a mini stroke. But you have said, I'll never have the flu. That's right. It's worked. So yeah, we, I mean, we need doctors. A, We've got Gloria. I, I've had sniffles, but I've never had the flu ever since that woman came onto the scene. Thank you for her. Who do, who do you like more, by the way, her or? Oh, I ain't a sissy. I don't have allergies. I got some kind of cold. It might be COVID, but I ain't testing. <laughs> no, it's sinus. I don't know what you call it. Allergies, flu. I don't know. So if y'all get the flu, blame me. You know what? She's the best. Forget yeah. that other lady. There's nobody better than that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's just not. There isn't. I mean, you can you can try. You can try to find another woman, but you can't. There's not a lot of women like that right there. Yeah. You know? It might be COVID, but yeah. I ain't testing. <laughs> but I'm no sissy. Yeah, I ain't no sissy. Yeah. And then at, at the end of that cut, she's like, oh, if y'all get COVID, don't blame me. <laughs> That's right. Like, well. well. But I bet she'll never have the flu if she just talks to that lady. That lady's fabulous, man. That's how people should start their week off. This is the cold and flu season, but I don't have to worry about it, do I? Because I'll never have the flu. You get the flu shot? Never. Wow. One time I've had it. I had it the first year I came to Texas. 
I got very sick from it. I don't know what they put in it. Sometimes they put some stuff in there to make you sick a little bit to get kind of get the flu and get over it. Dude, I got so ill. That sent me to the, the deal of never having another one. I've never had another flu shot. I've got it one time since I've been in this state. But uh, now, and, I, and in between that, I've had pneumonia, uh, you know, but I've never had the flu. Yeah, the only time I you got the flu is when you got the flu shot, huh? Yeah, I got the flu from the flu shot. Yeah. And that was, and that sucked. That, that hurt a lot. Seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? Sort of. Yeah. 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 So there you She's go. By so. her words, I'm glad she's back. During the flu, during the flu season, cold and flu season, she's perfect. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. Got that right, sister. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. So we've got. I may have syphilis, but I'll never have the flu. We've got those two. I guess we've got a lot of videos that we show here. Oh, also. that lady right there. Crazy That's Chargers the, fan. Yeah. That's, oh my goodness. This one. Minnesota! They'll score more than you will, probably. Uh, I want to show this one, too, because it's been a while. Come on, Troy. Troy Aikman can't stop laughing. We're doing hand gestures, will you? Oh, he man. doesn't want to shake your hand. That is the worst handshake I've ever seen. Oh, my goodness. Talk about a limp biscuit right there. Oh, my God. It's almost like you spin your hand. Hey, brothers, let's shake. God. No, thank you. No, thank you there, Joe. So there you go. So we're taking suggestions. If you've got uh, more of those video drops that you want to see from us, uh, let us know. Appreciate all of you guys commenting. Oh, playoffs from Mora. That could be one. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh, there was there was a video that I actually viewed that came out years ago when they had the bum fights, when the bums were fighting on the corner. Bum fights. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, there were a that lot was of fights. a long time ago. I didn't feel, it didn't make me feel good to watch that. Homeless people fight? Yeah, that's that was awful. Did you put any thousand unit plays on anyone? No, no. <laughs> Why not? No, man, I'm not doing that. I don't want to see those people fighting in the street. I don't want to see those people on the street, much less fighting on the street. Mm. Oh, but Kim Mulkey, you already made my day. I'm already smiling after seeing that. Let me uh, let me show you this, by the way, since we're talking about some of the videos that we show. We've got a, a social media post. From one of our favorites. You recognize that woman? She tweeted out over the weekend this picture with the caption, Happy Holidays, you filthy animals. Any guesses on who that is? That's not from Home Alone, is it? No. <laughs> Did you watch Home Alone this weekend? No. It was on like three times. Come on, man. It's on three times every weekend. I know. Not just around the holidays. Oh, no. Who is that? It's not J-Lo, is it? Here, here's who it is. But I am telling you right now, that mother that mother back there is not real. <laughs> That's her? That's her. She's got like a real dress on and not a condom? No, well, she's not the condom lady. Condom lady's somebody else. Oh, that, oh, this is, oh, you, the one who's seeing things. Yep, this is the one. That's the one that I would elbow going down the aisle. Shut up, lady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
She's uh God, she's she's a looker, isn't she? Yeah, I I I do have to admit something here, BK. Uh-oh. I was in the parking lot. I told my wife, I've told this story now. And and it's not like me. It's way out of character for me. Because basically I'm a nice guy. You know that. I'm a nice guy. And I just and I I, I respect women. I, I do. I've got my sisters, of course, who gave it to me the other day when we were talking about um when I was talking about um, parking spaces for handicapped people, she gave it to me because I didn't say physically disabled and stuff. She 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 went, she she just said, "Listen, you're on YouTube. Be careful. You know better and how you say stuff." And I said, "When I, I said, well, you're absolutely right." But the other day, I pulled into Whole Foods, and so I'm backing out. You know, I'm backing out slowly. You know, you got the the mirror there, so you can see if there's anything coming. And this lady comes flying by me like i mean she's in the parking lot of whole foods because there's a space up there that she sees now she almost takes me she's going to take me out as i'm coming back slowly she doesn't even blow the horn i mean she just whizzes past me she gets to that spot i back out i back out and i go past her so she gets out of, and she gets out of the car and as she's crossing in front of me i said hey slow down bitch before you kill somebody no Oh, I did. I've never done that before. I've never said that. I've never said that. I don't say that. I mean, I may think that in my mind to somebody, but I actually rolled down the window and said that to her out loud. She felt, I felt bad, but she felt worse because she knows, I mean, she could have run over somebody with their kid going into that store. She wouldn't have been able to stop. That's how fast she was going. So she could get that spot up front. You know what I mean? It was that important to her. She was going that fast through a parking lot. Oh, did she say anything back? No, she just looked and then kept going. She's like shaking her head. She felt she knows she was wrong, but she wasn't expecting that from anybody. And I gave it to her. Oh. I gave her one. Slow down, B. You're going to kill somebody. Slow down, bitch. Yes, exactly what I said. I came back and told my wife. I had to tell somebody that I was, that was just, that was wrong because I never get to that point. I went Patrick Mahomes. That was a, a Patrick Mahomes moment. You know, you had more of an argument than Mahomes did. Well, I mean, I just could have rolled on and, you know, just made it so that it was just fortunate that she didn't hit me or somebody else. Yeah. You know, and said, okay, maybe she does. This isn't her daily thing, but she had to have that space because it was right in front. Wow. That's incredible. It was loud, too. When I said it, it was like if you were a if you were a bystander, you would have got some of that, too. So you you could have gone the other way, but you purposely chose to go that way. I purposely chose because she had to have that spot, and yeah. I had to have my say. Yep. And you yeah. you waited. Did you wait for her? Like no, no. Just, the, timing the timing worked perfect. out. Okay. Timing was just worked out just fine. I had enough time because she was messing around in her pocketbook, and she came out, and I was you know behind her, and as she was going across, I slowed right where she was and said, "Slow down, bitch, before you kill somebody." <laughs> That's awesome. You have any video of this? No, and that's not awesome. That was horrible. That's incredible. Oh. I, wish I, I wish I had the balls to do that. I just yell that shit in my car. Yeah, I mean, you think that a lot when you're in your car. But this one was, it was it was outrageous. I mean, it wasn't like she was going like five miles. She was going like 35 in the park. I mean, she had it hustling to get to that spot. Yeah. And if you would have been in between that, if you would have come out with your daughter or grandmother going into that store, you would have got it. She wouldn't have mm. been able to slow down in that quick a distance. It would have hit you. Are you a road rager, Buck? No, I don't. I don't get into all that. I don't. 
I don't like car battles and all that kind of stuff. I don't, dude, I don't even, you know, probably three times in my entire life have ever shot the bird in somebody in my car. Okay. The road, I just don't, I don't get into that because people are packing in their cars these days. I'm not playing that game. I'm not getting shot. Well, you're just looking for that kind, that kind of packing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting shot because what's down there. <laughs> I'm not going to get shot because I want to shoot the bird at somebody. But that lady, if she would have had her husband, he would have got an earful of that too. They all would have got that. I don't, I didn't, I was pissed. I mean, I, I was actually really very upset. Man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, it takes a lot for you to do something like yeah, that. Yeah. That, that was way above and beyond for me. Yeah. But man, just the fact that she just missed me and I'm going out real slow and boom. And if anybody had been between me and where she was going, they'd have been dead. Over some, over some, she's probably going to get some, I don't know, cheese or something. Cheese yeah. whiz, who knows? A slice of pizza. I mean, who the hell knows? Yep. Man, well, just congrats. slow it down. It's not that it's not that big a deal. Hey, you took one for the team right there, man. I know you feel bad about it, but I do. somebody somebody needed to confront her about that driving. And hopefully that's you think, you think a she understands. You think she understands when she goes somewhere that she would slow down? Would that be in her memory? Angry, fact, old, angry old black black man screamed out at her. Yeah, the fact that uh, she didn't say anything back leads me to believe that she realized she screwed up. Oh no, right? she didn't say anything. She had a kind of head down. She was, she was, she knew, you know, maybe her head down was because she was still rushing to get across the street to get in that store, get that she, last piece slice of pizza or something. Was she fat? No, she was okay. not. No, she was okay. She was fine. She just what, that just made what, me one to one to ten. What are we talking? Six. Damn. You should have called me. <laughs> you would have been laughing so hard in the car. I know you would have been just cracking up. You would have cracked <laughs> I was like just a, a bystander. If you were a bystander, you would have just laughed. Oh my God! I've wanted to yell that to so many people over the years. Not just, just women either. Like the guys, any just bad drivers. Like I don't, I don't get road rage. Which I didn't is need great. to use that word. I, there was no reason for me to use that word. I could have just used slow down. Yeah, I didn't have to use that yeah. word. But it, it just that, that, more emphasis. You you throw you throw the b word at the end of that, and it really drives home the point. You know, it drove the point home. I guess. And There's a difference between and... slow down and slow down. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you know she's been driving, probably driving like that all day long, every place she went, you know? Yeah. I got to get it first. I got to be there first, you know? Mm. Sorry Eddie, about that, lady. I'm sorry. Eddie, if you're listening last... this morning, I, I apologize. I was Eddie, wrong. I was Eddie. truly wrong in doing that. Were you, though? Yes, I was. It's the holiday season. Mm. I can. I have better control of myself than that. That's, that's, that's the beginning of... Somebody that would end up with a problem. That's how it all begins. Yeah. You know, so I don't I don't want to have that problem. I don't want to have that problem during the holidays or any other time. That just that was bad on my part, but I came home and told on myself immediately. <laughs> now you've told everybody too. Yeah, Thank I, you for sharing that. I told yeah. I told my I told my wife. My wife didn't say a word. I was not scolded or reprimanded uh, by her. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are on your side here. Don't be. Friends. Don't be on my side on that. That was that's not the way you behave. Mm. A, a guy who probably is on your side after hearing that story is our man Tom McKay. Oh, hey, of course, sure. 
the consultations. Let's hear from Tom. Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. Simi, and I got to give a tip for the kids, that last tip before they, they're out tomorrow. That I mean, kids don't want to hear me say that. Kids don't, you know, kids are liable to be put, sticking their heads out of the cars, yelling at people at the parking lots now. That I wasn't mean, your tip for kids? No, that's not my tip for hey, kids. You do drivers. If you see somebody speeding in the parking lot, roll no. down your window and call them a bitch. <laughs> no. I don't want to do that. And our good friends at Texas Orthopedics, if you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact our good friends at Texas Orthopedics. They're physicians, and they believe in surgical and non-surgical. How about this? Non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. While you're there, do say hello to Dr. Christopher Daney and Christopher Stockton. They're dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you right back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. For more information, folks, go to TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. And shout out to 7-Eleven. Yeah. That was there Saturday. Got me some gas for my car. I won't be saying that kind of words in that parking lot. I guarantee you that. Don't be rolling up into 7-Elevens with that attitude, Buck. They'll straighten you out in a hurry. Our guy, Ashish, will stuff you in the dumpster. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm kidding. He's the man. Shout out to Wendy as well. Uh, love 7-Eleven. I got a couple of rollers. Oh, yeah. Steak and cheese oh. and a jalapeno cream cheese. Did you take them off with your fingers? Of course not. Thank you. I'm a tongs guy. Yes, because you don't want to get the flu. No, I don't. I got I had the little bag. I grabbed the little bag. I grabbed the tongs. Grabbed a couple of the rollers that were in front of the line, of course. Do remember, after you touch the tongs, you have to wash your hands uh, pretty quickly after that. I know you don't think of that, but somebody else has fingered those tongs. You realize that, right? There aren't any holes in there. I don't know how you (laughs) finger them. They have had their little grubbies on that. That same same guy that touched his nuts, D's nuts in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, always wash your hands. Hey, when you're filling up your car, too, how many people are touching that pump? I never think about that. Oh, I've got hand sanitizer in my car for that. Like literally right when I get back oh, in the car, really? I, I go with the hand sanity to uh, to clean that up a little bit. I guess bit. I always think yeah. that some gasoline must spill on that, the handle there, and it cleans it off itself once you get that gas on your fingers. No? What are you, are you spraying gas on your hands? I don't know. I dip my hands, you know, the washer, you know, the, the stuff you have to wash the, the front window with. Yeah. <laughs> you put your hands in there? <laughs> Just to, they got the paper towels there too. What, Use that to dry. Can't get any cleaner than that thing. I feel like you can. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, like just soap and water is better. Yeah, I think that would do the trick right there. Man, oh man, I'm That's so fantastic. such a sad individual around the holiday season because yeah. I'm out there with the people. I don't. I'm not Amazon man where it all rolls up to my house. Now stuff rolls up here about three times a day, but I'm guy when it comes this time of the year. I'm out there. When I go get presents, I want to be amongst the people, you know, so I can get the flu. 
Yeah. I can show you that I'll never have the flu. It's true. It's what you want. It's what you want. Shout out to 7-Eleven. Uh, go see them. They're the best. They're all over Texas. Y'all know about 7-Eleven. We are uh, thrilled to have them as a great partner of ours at Texas Sports Unfiltered. Uh, back to the Cowboys game, Buck. Oh, yeah. Is Dak Prescott your MVP right now? Yes, he is. Right now, he is. Yes. I mean, his his case keeps getting stronger. How about this? Over the last seven games, Dak is 6-1, and one, 22 touchdowns to just two interceptions. And he put on a show last night against the best team in the NFL record-wise going into yesterday. And he was really, really good. And, man, he was in the MVP conversation, I think, going into this weekend. And with what he did, yeah, looking at some updated odds from DraftKings right now, Dak is your favorite. The Monday going into week 14, he is your Vegas favorite to win the Most Valuable Player Award at plus 160. Brock Purdy right behind him at plus 200. You know, that the Cowboys yesterday played, they, had a, they were mad. Uh, they were mad because they knew they had to win that game for one thing. That they couldn't afford to lose that 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 football game. Yeah. But they understood that they they've got as much talent or more talent than the Philadelphia Eagles. That I think they understood that part of it too. And I think that defense showed how good they can be when they're mad. I mean, like I said, they yeah. played angry. Micah Parsons had the flu, had flu symptoms, and played in the game. And he got up up in people's face, up personally in their face too. Especially that that all all great NFL tackle that he was going against Johnson. I mean, that was a battle. Speaking of the flu, Micah Parsons was apparently dealing with flu-like symptoms. That was announced right before kickoff yesterday, yeah. so he wasn't at a hundred percent. Oh no, you're right. That was a battle. Like in years past, the Cowboys will put Micah Parsons on the other side to try to avoid him going up against Lane Johnson because Lane Johnson is a future Hall of Famer. He's sure. one of the best right tackles the game has ever seen. Uh, but the Cowboys didn't shy away from that matchup yesterday. And uh, yeah, yeah, he walked him right to the quarterback. Yeah, like, bo- both guys did well. Like Johnson obviously held up in, on a lot of reps, and Micah Parsons was able to get his yesterday at times too. So, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun matchup right there. But the Cowboys look like the better team. I mean, Dallas and Cowboys fans everywhere still feel like they let one get away. They almost had that game in Philly. Uh, they had some boneheaded penalties and bad mistakes. Oh, yeah. On that last drive of the game, they got all the way inside the 10-yard line, and they turned into the Texas Longhorn offense and just completely shot themselves in the foot in the red area, and they ended up losing that game in Philadelphia. Uh, they were clearly pissed off about that. And, yeah, they knew. It was, it was a huge game. It was a huge game for the Cowboys. I'm not sitting here guaranteeing you that the Cowboys are now going to win the NFC East. No, like they, they, the Eagles should still be the favorites in the division. Maybe not because the Eagles are better than the Cowboys, but because the Eagles – remaining schedule is incredibly easy like they have two games against the giants the cowboys next three games at buffalo at miami and in detroit so the cowboys have a much much more difficult remaining schedule than philadelphia does and i mentioned this earlier all the eagles have to do is win out even if the cowboys somehow go four and oh in the gauntlet that they've got if the eagles run the table then the eagles via the tie break are going to win the division and get one of the top two seeds in the NFC. So Philly should still be the favorite in this thing, but we said it on Friday, Buck, if the, if the Cowboys lost on Sunday, then you could have canceled any thought of winning the division. The Cowboys were going to be your five seed and have to go through the wild card. Yeah. It was great to see them fight back. It really was. That's, that was a great win last night. It it was, it was, it was fun. I mean, they penalty wise, they, you know, they, they minimize their penalties 
They took advantage of big plays, and they took advantage of that secondary for the Eagles. Yeah. When we went into the game saying that secondary is not very good, I mean, that's just not fodder. That was just they, – they're just not right now. They don't have anybody back there. No, no. Yeah, they were, the they were, it doesn't matter. They weren't going to be able to cover C.D. Lamb anyway. Well, the linebackers haven't been playing well, right? And the Eagles right. brought in uh, Shaquille Leonard, too, from Indianapolis to try to help with that. And he didn't he play in the beginning there. of the game. No, nah, he was in there at times, but you're right. He didn't start for them, and uh, he hasn't been that good. That's why he got cut by Indianapolis. So I don't know how much of a difference he's going to make. Uh, but, yeah, that, that secondary got picked apart yesterday. And, obviously, Brock Purdy did that last weekend. And Dak Prescott did that last night. So he's gotten exposed a little bit. Now, this is not stick a fork in them. They've got no chance to turn things around and make another deep playoff run. But if that defense can't turn a corner, no. the Eagles aren't going to sniff the Super Bowl, dude. Like, they're, they're no. not. Like, they want to win this thing this year, but they're not going to get there unless they can figure out that defense. We ran some of the numbers down last week. Like, it's not like – Last year, they were an elite defense. This year, they haven't even been average. They're like bottom 10 in just about every statistical category on that side of the football. So everyone's been like, ah, oh, is it Jalen Hurts? Why don't the Eagles look as dominant as they did in 2022? No, the defense has been bad. Yeah, I mean, they've gone up against two obviously great offenses the last two weeks. They gave up 40-plus to San Fran. They gave up 33 to Dallas last night. Yes, and I mean, Jalen Hurts is, is just fine. Now, they ran quarterback draw with him. I mean, they ran it. They had they had call runs with him. I mean, he fumbled the one. He got hit hard and fumbled the ball. They took the ball from him, but he looked just fine running up in there. When he took off and ran with the ball, he didn't. He wasn't limping around. I, I, nobody's at their best right now, but he didn't look as hurt as I thought he was. I thought his knee bothered him a little bit more. But if they're using you and they know you and they see you every day and they're using you on quarterback run, then there's nothing wrong with you, right? Yeah. You know, they're, they're not going to do that to him if he's not healthy. So he's healthy enough to run with the football. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was okay last I just night. Didn't th I didn't think they would miss the running back that left them last year, the kid that came from Penn State who came into his own last year. And when he when he left them, I said, oh, they'll replace him. Number 14 will come in. They'll find another running back. You know, they, they've got the kid that, that came from Detroit. I said, you know what? They'll be just fine. They don't look as good running the ball. No, no, they don't. Uh, DeAndre Swift is probably going to get to 1,000 yards, but he hasn't been as good for them in that offense as Miles no. Sanders was. No, Miles Sanders ago. had a great year for them. Yeah, Jalen Hurts' rushing yards a little bit down from where they were a season ago. Um, so, yeah, look, the offense hasn't been as great, but the, the bigger story with Philly right now is the defense. Like, I, I think the offense still has enough talent to – Oh, yeah, their offensive the, line is just fine. Yeah, they, they, they have enough talent with those receivers, too, with uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They got Dallas Goddard back. Like, there are enough talented pieces in that bunch to get Philly back to the Super Bowl. But that defense, man, like, no. it, it's, it's a problem for them. And they've got a month – to, uh, to figure it out. Once again, they're going up against some bad teams. They've got a trip to Seattle next Monday. That'd be a tough trip. Uh, you know, we'll see if Geno Smith is back for the Hawks there. But then after that, it's home Giants, home Arizona at Giants. Wow. So a chance for Philly to uh, right the ship and get some confidence into January. Um, but yeah, now every Cowboys fan becomes a Seahawks fan to see if Seattle can can uh, help bolster Dallas's chances to win the NFC East this year. Because, look, the Cowboys, you brought it up earlier, man. They've won 15 in a row at home. And oh, they're they are, devastating. They're really fast on that turf. They are mauling teams. Now, 
it's going to be tough for Dallas to win the division, but also to get the number one seed because San Francisco beat them. So the Niners have the tiebreaker right now. And nobody's uh, playing better than they are. Yeah, obviously, if, if there were a rematch, were to be a rematch between Dallas and San Fran, you would want that game in Arlington instead for of sure. by the Bay. So that's still technically in the cards for the Cowboys. They could still be the number one seed uh, in the NFC before this thing is all said and done. But man, if, if they could just if they could just be the two seed and get a couple of playoff games at home, like for me, of course I want to win the Super Bowl, of course. But just get to the NFC Championship, please, because that like oh, that's, about getting the championships now with this team. Yeah, but this is sorry, it's been thirty years. It's been okay. thirty years. That that's where I'm at right now. And I didn't think the Cowboys were favorites in the league like I thought the Longhorns were. Like for the Longhorns, it was win the Big Twelve because they were picked to win the Big Twelve. Right? Yes. The Cowboys were not picked to win the Super Bowl. They were like top five in odds, and they look like a top five team in the league right now. So it feels like Vegas got that one right. But no, my expectations for the Longhorns were to win the Big 12 this year. For the Cowboys, it was not to win the Super Bowl, but they have to get to the NFC Championship game. They have to. That's Yeah, that's and, and the, old corner, the old cornerback that came from the Patriots, that dude played well yesterday. Yeah, He, he hasn't been playing all that well. He's been back there. He's been okay. But last night, the last two games, he has picked up his pace, and he is covering, not covering like an old man. He's playing like a youngster again. Yeah, I'll give Dan Quinn some credit for that because uh, last week against Seattle when the Cowboys' defense got torched, uh, even though Dallas won that game, right? It was a high-scoring affair, and the defense gave up 30-something to Seattle. Uh, they had Deron Bland matched up against DK Metcalf. Right. And that, that matchup didn't work. Deron Bland had maybe the worst game of his career. They switched it up. Like, A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf are very, very similar receivers. Yeah. Obviously went to the same school, but similar build, similar skill sets. Yep. And the, the Cowboys are like, okay, well, Stephon Gilmore's more physical than Deron Bland is. Deron Bland's faster, right? Gilmore's a little old, so he's lost a half step. He's not the same speedster that he was when he was winning Defensive Player of the Year in New England. But you're right. Um, he can be physical. He was physical. And, yeah, you've got to be physical against a guy like A.J. Brown, so – you're right. That was a great move by Dan Quinn, but Stephon Gilmore played uh, very, very well last night for Dallas. And even without Trayvon Diggs, you still feel like the Cowboys have some juice in that secondary. Uh, getting Gilmore, like that was that was such a great move. Now, we've, we've all dunked on the Cowboys front office a lot over the years, but the Cowboys made trades that Super Bowl contenders make this yes. past offseason, right? Like every year there's a few trades around the league where some really good team – gets a great player for a late-round draft pick, and you're like, how the hell did they do that? Yeah, I'm, 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 the biggest trade of the last 10 years has been, how the hell did A.J. Brown ever get to Philadelphia? That, well, that was that was for a first round. I mean, it was a shitty deal by Tennessee. Yeah, I'm I mean, it was like, like, how did you let that? You, that guy, you can't let that guy go. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking what the Cowboys did. The Cowboys gave up Amari Cooper for a fifth, and it's like, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, they used to make those deals where it's like, what? But they got Stephon Gilmore for a six. They got Brandon yeah. Cooks for a late round pick. Like those moves right there have been great because both of those players have been very, very impactful for the boys this year. Like great moves. A lot of a lot of criticism goes to the front office. And hey, you could say the Trey Lance trade, a, a deal that they made this offseason was stupid. But give Jerry and Steven some credit for making moves like that because uh, those have absolutely worked out. Did I see Michael Gallup have a couple catches yesterday? Yeah. Oh, Dak. I don't know if you stayed up to the end of this game, but the fourth quarter, Dak dropped one in the bucket to Michael Gallup. There was pressure coming 
uh, on the left side. Dak stepped up, barely got it off, and threw just a dime to Gallup, who made a great catch along the left sideline. Yeah. Yeah, they need him. They need Gallup to continue to play well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, and defenses are focusing a lot of their attention on C.D. Lamb, but you, you can't always double him because no. Cooks has been playing well. Gallup has maybe turned things on a well, little the bit. Tight end is the one that's killing everybody. Jake Ferguson Jenkins had another good day. He was actually the leading receiver for the Cowboys last night. Uh, yeah, they've got weapons all over the place. And the run game actually did a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I thought good. Tony Pollard looked good last night. Yeah, but not a great statistical night for Pollard, but uh, collectively the Cowboys ran for 138 yards, okay. averaged over four yards a carry against a very, very good defensive line that Philadelphia brings to the oh, table. Oh, for sure. That, that's so. good stuff for them last night. God, I, I, it was just it, the physicality of the way they played. And as I said, they looked like they were mad last they night. They were playing very angry. It, it looked like they were the more desperate team, too. Well, they looked like a team. They looked like when San Francisco starts really getting themselves going, you know, on all cylinders, offense and defense. It looked like a San Francisco team that when they dominate, they totally dominate you in all aspects of the game. That's what that's what Dallas has looked like when they play at home. I mean, they got to continue that home, but they got to take that on the road with them, too. Yep. People still hating on the Cowboys because they haven't beaten anybody good. Is that still a conversation? Well, that's a, that, that was the 50-50 split between them and the Eagles. I thought it was going to be a good thing for the Cowboys, and it's worked out that way because there are a lot of people that probably thought the Cowboys aren't going to the, the 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 Cowboys are not going to split with the Eagles. They're going to lose both games. I didn't believe that. You I thought they were. Hand. Did you yeah. think that they were going to lose both of them? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. So. Cowboys at Buffalo next week. Bills Buffalo obviously State got that. Yeah, they got that big win in Kansas City yesterday afternoon. Buffalo opened up as a one and a half point favorite. Where's that game at? In, in New York. Cold well, that weather by that time will be so. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. That's uh, your three twenty five America's Game of the Week on Fox next Sunday. Uh, yeah, for Dallas at Buffalo at Miami home Detroit. So if you thought. Uh, Things were going to get any easier. Oh, we just played the best team in football. That's wow. that's good. Now we've got a break. Mm, not so fast, midget. Not so fast, in the words of uh, Lee Corso. Tyreek Hill there. Yeah, yeah, Running yeah. Running through that secondary. Yep. Mentioned yeah, well, uh, Dax. Look out, look, look out, Tua. Oh, you're saying he's going to get hurt? No, I'm just saying look out because that group is mad on defense right now. Hmm. I mean, they're playing. They played mad last night. Yeah, they did. It was it was a dominant it was performance. Watch. It was a beatdown. It was a beatdown against your biggest I mean, rival. Yeah, like, generally they're you know they'll get their sacks, but they they're more of a finesse team to me. That was a physical, brutal game for Philly. I, I, Philly went home hurting after that. They yeah. really did. That hurt. That, that hurt your butt right there a little bit. Yeah. That was close to an assing. Close to an assing. Yeah, yeah I don't know. If very I'd close. Call, yeah, I don't know if I'd quite call it an assing, but. Uh, it's close. You don't see games like that between no. teams with records like that very often. No. And shout out to the kicker, Brandon Aubrey. Wow. First kicker in NFL history to make two field goals of 59 or more yards in the same game. They think think this dude can kick it from 65. Yeah. The, the first one went through easy. And did you know he played soccer in college? Yeah, I know he was a little soccer player. He played in the USFL, didn't he? Yep. That's the new Colt McCoy and Jordan Shipley were roommates bit. 
And they mention that on every telecast back. Oh, yeah, they have to, yes. That, that's like literally every time Brandon Aubrey takes the field, they've got to talk about how he was a former draft pick in the MLS back in the day. I mean, they they milk that story down to the udders, don't they? Keep it going. Yeah, but he has Keep not missed – he has not missed a field goal this year. He's missed, he has missed an extra, extra point, but he's not – Yeah. Just three huh. extra points, no field goals. He has been a weapon for the Cowboys. And, yeah, those were big points early. I mean, he, you know, it's a 60-yard attempt in the first quarter. It's a 7 nothing game. You missed that kick. The Eagles get great field position. Yeah, I was wondering about that kick. I was like, really? Sure you don't yeah. want to punt this and let this defense continue to play the way they're playing early? That would have been – that was one of the best kicking performances I've ever seen yesterday. I mentioned the history that Aubrey made, but he also had two kickoffs that hit the crossbar – it was target practice from like 80 yards away. It's incredible. He's good. Oh, my now God. Got, and now they're, they're bringing Turpin in to play a little bit more offense now, too. Yeah, had a catch, had a nice run on a reverse last night. You know, always, you know they're, they're using C.D. Lamb as their, their running back. He's doing a lot of reverses, too. I don't think that – I have not seen that play fail when C.D. Lamb comes from outside and gets that jet sweep. It's worked every time so far. They it's did not, one. They did one yesterday that failed. Uh, was that was to a, him? There was a penalty on the play, so it actually didn't show up in the box score. So C.D. Lamb had zero rushes last oh. night. If you look at the stats, uh, I can't remember if that was the play they called clipping. They called clipping last night. There's something you don't see. There was offensive offsides. Obviously, there was one in the Chiefs game, but there was one called on the Eagles. Then there was a clipping called on the Cowboys to where. That one they actually got wrong. Like Terry McCauley was like, yeah, that ain't clipping, dude. But nice job, refs. Thanks for letting us know that that penalty still existed. Wow. Clipping. Sorry yeah. about that, Pat Mahomes, but your guy lined up offsides. Yeah, he, he lined up that way. He didn't hesitate. It wasn't a legal procedure. He just lined up offsides. Really? He did. How long has that wide receiver been playing in the game? Obviously too long. He's the dumbest player in the league. And I don't say that lightly because there are some dumb players in the oh, league. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kadarius Tony's the dumbest player in football. And the Chiefs took a chance on him. He was a former first-round pick by the Giants. I think they got him for a third. So they felt like, all right, like things didn't work in New York, but we've got Patrick Mahomes. We've got Andy Reid. We've got this culture. We can we're make up find for mistakes. Yeah, we're going to find a way to unlock Kadarius Tony and show people why he was a first-round pick who was super highly coveted coming out of Florida. Yeah, when he catches it and doesn't fumble and stuff, he's all right. Yeah, well, the problem is he doesn't catch it. <laughs> yes. And when he does catch it, he lines up offsides at the start of the play. So, yeah, like he's in the NFL. He can do some good things, but the bad for Kadarius Tony has far outweighed the good. I just can't believe Patrick Mahomes went that far. That was like me with that lady. That's exactly, he went exactly the way I, yeah, that was me. I went Patrick Mahomes, exactly. Yeah. No, it wasn't necessary. Mahomes went way further than you did. And once again, you had a case. Mahomes doesn't have a case here. All right? Like the Chiefs have gotten some calls in recent years, haven't they? Like, yes, they have. Yeah. And I, once again, I, I'm a Chief supporter. I, I root for the Chiefs. I've been to like three of the AFC championship games that they played in the last five years. Like, I, I, I support them. But Did you go to one of those games when it was freezing? Yeah. I saw the, uh, the Brady game where D Ford lined up offsides in overtime, which uh, gave the Patriots another chance. Another dumbass. Yeah. I saw the Titans game that the Chiefs won en route to their first Super Bowl. 
and I was at the Bengals game that they lost two years ago. Didn't go the COVID year when they beat the Bills, and my buddy bailed on me last year when they beat the Bengals, so I didn't end up going there. But yeah, no, it's it's stupid, man. Like that's there's not even a discussion here. That's that's no. the biggest topic of conversation on sports radio and sports YouTube today, and there's no there's nothing to discuss. They, they, the no. ref. Maybe that's the controversy. The ref actually did his job right. Like that, yeah. that's a big deal. The ref got a call right in a clutch moment. You don't see that. But like there's no debate about the call. It was clear as day, dude. Hey, ref, don't be doing your job. Yeah, well, like we would have been mad at the ref for not calling that, right? Oh no, they would have went back on film and they would have been pointing at it and they would have sent that to the commissioner. They would have sent that to the NFL, you know. They would have they would have sent that to New York this week. If it didn't happen. And that guy was lined up like that in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They would have sent that and said, wait a minute, this this guy is offside. Aren't you guys supposed to be taking care of these kind of penalties? Right. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, man. Yeah, Chiefs are frustrated. They haven't played well over the last month, and uh they've lost two in a row, and they might have to play a road playoff game this year. So there you go. Sorry about that. You're gonna be on the road for the first time ever. How about it? How about this text from our guy Tom McKay? You guys crack me up. You'll eat dirty, nasty, six street, you know what, but you won't touch a gas pump. I do. I touch oh, you, it. You, I don't you, you eat that. You eat that stuff on six street. Oh, you mean the like the pump. pizza, the late night pizza that used to be there? Yeah, Some different, p- different P word, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, I don't. Those days are behind you. <laughs> Those days are far, far behind me. No. Yeah, I'll touch, I'll touch the gas pump. I'll touch it. I'll just, you know, I'll put some hand sanitizer on when I get back in my car. I don't. I don't realize that people people have stuck their fingers in their nose and then touched the gas pump. No, I don't. You're lucky if it's just the nose. I'll never have the flu. Yeah, you have mentioned that. You have mentioned that. No, I will never have the flu. All right. Shout out to SyntexTickets.com. Somebody tweeted at me yesterday and was like, BK, where do I get tickets to the Sugar Bowl? Well, SyntexTickets.com. That was yes, my sir. answer. And that's my answer to anybody who asks where they can get tickets to anything, any sporting event, in any sport, any concert, any Broadway show, whatever the event, they've got tickets for you right there online at SyntexTickets.com. It's so simple. You don't have to go to the box office. You don't have to worry about scalping and dealing with scammers out there. No, everything's 100% guaranteed. And all of the tickets go right to your phone. It's so simple. Just go online to SendTextTickets.com, and the team over there will absolutely take care of you. They're the best in the business, a local company. So you're supporting local whenever you go to SendTextTickets.com. Get your tickets there. You know who else will take care of you? Dr. Greg Eckert and his staff. They've got a wonderful staff over there. They do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work in restoring teeth. Well, I had mine done in just two visits with the good doctor, as a matter of fact, six years ago, and I couldn't be happier. Now, if you need extractions, teeth cleaning, teeth widening, tooth loss solutions, Dr. Eckert is there for you also. During the holidays, you want to have that wonderful smile. If you're struggling, you want to have the smile for the holidays or any other time. How about dental implants? Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving him a call today at 512-345-3166. I'm not telling you that he's out of uh, scheduling right now because it's getting late into December or the middle of, middle of December, and you're going to lose that insurance for the new year. But I'm saying, I, if you're if you're really hurting and you want to get in to see a great dentist, give him a call today at five one two three four five thirty one sixty six. 
He's taking most dental insurances. And folks, if you don't use it, you will definitely lose it. And if you've got a problem because you're scared of the dentist, if you have to go IV sedation, he's got that for you. Also, where there's teeth cleaning, if you had to replace a crown, whatever you need, do not go through this holiday with all that crazy pain. You know what? Dentists don't like to, you know, I used to think dentists, you know, they didn't have those feelings about pain. You know what I'm saying? That pain doesn't bother them. If you're hurting, it really doesn't bother them. It bothers Dr. Eckert. It really does. He does not want to see people in pain. He doesn't want to know that you're hurting during the holidays. He wants you to be able to eat those great meals. So he <laughs> will fix you up. Give him a call today once again at 512-345-3166. Over 28 years of service, over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. He's our dentist. should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Doc You and shout out to Brandon Mars and Nat and the team at Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Alicia over there, too. Uh, love the folks at Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. I had uh, a couple cold ones, a couple of alt stats. Nice. With Brandon Thursday, Friday? Probably Friday because I haven't talked to you on the air since then. And I don't think I've told you this story yet. But you said you were going like, to go see him, yeah. Like, hey, tell Bucky to call us, man. He can he can hang out with us before the mullet open gets here. Come on now. Oh, he's a big supporter of the mullet open now. He knows there'll be a chainsaw that somebody will want up there, or a pole saw. Thanks to Brandon Mars for sure, because during that winter, it's coming on the 17th. Now the 16th is going to be fabulous for us because we'll be at Blue Santa on that on that morning. We'll be out there amongst the people, and make sure you have your hand sanitizer and everything with you then. Because we'll be shaking a lot of hands. We'll be close to a lot of folks there walking the line. We're actually doing a show there. Yeah, this Saturday. The Industrial Park. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that. But shout out to Top Gun uh, Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Look, if you need a chainsaw or a pole saw for something now, uh, you can rent it. Or you can buy it at Top Gun. They are Austin's number one source for rentals, sales, and supplies. They've got the biggest selection, all of the best brands, great prices as well. Topgun.net, that's the website. Or you can go visit them. Two locations here in the Austin area, one up north in Anderson Square and the other down south on South First. But wait, they are moving. What? Are they moving or is there another one? They're just moving? They're moving. Not yet, but after the turn of the year, they're moving the South First location to Buda. They're moving further south. There you go. Yeah, so a new location. Be on the uh, the listen out and look out for that. We'll give you more details as they come. Awesome. For you uh, deep south Austinites, yeah, Top Gun coming closer to you. They are the best at what they do. Love it. Okay. You and I are on the road this week, and we will be we will be out and about this week a lot. And it's busy. It's a busy time, and hopefully people have an opportunity to join us. Obviously, they have plenty of opportunities to hear us and see us. But yep. we're on the road again tomorrow, BK. Yeah, we'll be at Lake Cliff Golf Club tomorrow. Out in Spicewood. Out in Spicewood. And then on Thursday, we'll be at Sue Patrick. Oh, yeah. In the morning off Burnett Road. That's, I mean, go to Lake Cliff to play, play golf. But if you're looking for some holiday gifts, dude, Sue Patrick, this Thursday. They got oh, yeah. A ridiculous selection of Longhorn gear. Get ready for wow. the get ready for the holidays. Get ready for that game. They, mm-hmm. They're going to have it. Jay Willems and, of course, Sue Patrick. They'll have this. Store's going to be open up early now. Because yep. we're going to do our 8 eight to 10 show there. So they'll have that bad, bad boy open up probably around 9 o'clock for you. Okay. So just as you go to work or just before, or some of you who work from home and have your own scheduling, you can come on by there. They have all the gear. They have all the Sugar Bowl gear. 
that you need. They got all the golf apparel that you need. You name it, they got the socks. They've, they've got everything, stocking stuffers, all the accessories that you want Longhorn-wise. You got it right there at Sue Patrick on Burnett Road. Yes, indeed. And then Saturday, yeah, Operation Blue Santa. Yes. Uh, a tremendous, tremendous event continues here in Central Texas, and we're very excited to be just a small, small part of it. So uh, thank you we'll to the Austin Police. You guys are doing a great, fantastic job over these years. With Amen. Seeing. We'll be saying uh, hi to some of you people. We'll be giving some stuff away as we walk the lines out at Operation Blue Santa. Should be a, a fun week. And of course, we'll be in New Orleans in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. For the Sugar Bowl. More details on that. If you want to become That's a travel good. partner, we still got them open for you. Yep, yep. Looking for more travel partners to help us get out there and broadcast live from the Big Easy as Texas gets set for its first ever college football playoff game. Uh, we are going to be a part of it. We will be boots on the ground. I'm sure a lot of you will be out there as well. Uh, but if you want to be a part of what we've got going on, please hit us up. Okay. Buck? This news dropped on Friday after we got off the air. Okay. I think it broke during the 11 o'clock hour. It's only an hour with Jeff and Jordan, which, of course, is coming up at 11 today. But Texas had another player enter the portal on Friday. That is wide receiver Isaiah Naor, who, of course, transferred in a couple of years ago from Wyoming. Uh, there was a lot of hype surrounding Naor, who had 12 touchdowns and averaged 20 yards a catch in his final year at Wyoming, he came over to Texas, had a great spring game, was having a phenomenal fall camp in 2022, but tore his ACL a couple of weeks before the season started, so he missed all of last season. Came back this year and barely played. He had one catch for 14 yards, and that was in the Rice game. Like He did not play after the Rice game. He didn't get a single snap. In the blowout win over Texas Tech on Black Friday or the blowout win over Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game, Isaiah Nayor, people were stoked when he got here. And yes. Once again, the expectations were through the roof. But his Texas career ends with one catch for 14 yards. I just telling me he never really healed up then. I mean, if he, couldn't, if he was not good enough to compete when there were games where he could have been in competing and helping out this offense – then that tells me that the knee, the knee was is still he's still behind on on his knee, he just yeah. is. Or, you know, things have happened in between all of that. I mean, you get frustrated. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying he said anything or he's done anything. I bet he's just worked his ass off. But if you if you can't play at the level that they their, their expectations wasn't, or it, it that setback just turned things around. It just it was just didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, you just have that. Not everything works out. Not every transfer portal kid works out. Not every not every injury you recover from 100% or you look better. Some things just don't work out. And this obviously just didn't work out for him. Because, dude, the, the way they were talking about this cat, I thought he was going to be next man up in, yep. this, in this offense when it came to wide receivers. And he never got to that point. Uh, that was a huge talking point for Texas fans last year. It's like, what if we had Isaiah Nair, right? Because his passing... Right. Offense was inconsistent. Texas was force-feeding the ball to Xavier Worthy way too much. Yes. He didn't feel like there was a great number two option. And it was like, man, if Naylor just stayed healthy, this team could have been so much better. Well, yeah, it just it never worked out. And I think your theory is right. Like, I, th I think the biggest reason why Naylor just didn't get the playing time we thought he was going to get was injury-related. You know, and some insiders have come out and said that, you know, when they saw Naylor at practice before this season – 
He just he didn't look the same. He didn't look like the same guy. Yeah, the same that, explosion that he had before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of it may have been physical, but some of it might have been mental too. Like just it's gotta be a little scary getting back on the football field after a major, major injury like that. Like there's gotta be that shadow of doubt that just creeps into your mind, or it's like, oh shit, last time I was out here, I tore my ACL and I had to yeah. rehab for a year. Like I don't I, I don't know, you know, you just you have some self-doubt. Well, and yeah, you're, guys, you're not only physically a step slow, but you're mentally a, mentally a step slow also. Yeah, and some guys obviously don't get affected by it, and they no. come back, and some dudes are even better after a big surgery like that. Uh, but, you know, not everybody gets it right away. Maybe no. Isaiah Naor finds it next year somewhere else. Uh, but, yeah, that. And, look, Sark also keeps a very tight wide receiver rotation. Like, we, we were mad that Jonte Cook wasn't playing more this year. That guy's a five-star, and we feel like he's got a chance to be a real special player at Texas, and he didn't see the field that much because, well, Sark just sticks with his top guys, and it worked. Texas yes, won the Big did. 12, and they're in the playoff, and this offense has been firing on all cylinders in recent weeks. But, yeah, it's it's been it's been X, it's been AD, and it's been Jay Witt. Like yeah, that. but, but when, when a kid like Nayor comes and you're losing all the all these other – you're losing three guys are going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be able – I mean, you would think going into the following year that the kid would be – at least able to get on the field and see something from them. But they see him at practice every day. Like you said, they've seen him at, you know, insiders see him at practice, coaches see him at practice. And if you don't have the kind of explosion those guys have, there is no future for you. You're not just keeping guys. Once again, they're at the point at this program now that they don't go in the transfer portal, grab guys out for depth anymore. They grab them because they can play. Yeah. And they expect them to, to be able to function and play out there. And if he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. That's just – that's the way sports goes. Yeah, it is. It is. So uh, best of luck to Isaiah yep. Nayor. You know, no ill will. It's uh, it's a shame that uh, his Texas career went down the way that it did. Once again, one catch for 14 yards. For the entire dude, season, yeah. Yeah, thinking that dude had the chance to to be, you know, another special receiver at the University of Texas. And Especially that he has another year when all the guys are gone. Yeah, that's, you know, that that's obviously, that brings up the next question, right? Where does Texas go? Because, yeah, X is off to the NFL. A.D. Mitchell more than likely is off to the NFL. Jay Witt has to be gone. He's off to the NFL. Was A.D. Mitchell, does he have another year? Yeah, Mitchell could come back. Worthy could come back, too. Um, I I think both guys are gone. I think X for sure is gone. Um, You know, Chip reported last week that he had a source saying that A.D. Mitchell is actually considering coming back. Now, Chip himself was like, yeah, I I don't really buy that, but... Maybe the thought process there is this is a really, really talented wide receiver class. And Adonai Mitchell maybe is a first-round pick, but is more than likely a day-two pick. Yes, he is. If he comes back for another year, then he's the number one guy at Texas. He could put together another really good statistical year and maybe play his way into the first round. Uh, There's there's too much. There's too much depending on if the quarterback stays. Does he go? Do you have another young quarterback coming in to play? I mean, there, there's too many. I mean, that's he's, that, he's dealing with his future. His future is he had wonderful numbers this year. And so what if you go in your day two? You just got to get into a camp, you know. Yeah. But I you know, but you're taking a chance on seeing who's coming. You know, you may say, well, I'm staying. Next thing you know, your quarterback is saying, no, I'm leaving. I had a nice Sugar Bowl game. I'm out of here. I'm not going to do this again. I'm good enough to, to, to make it in the NFL. Look at the quarterbacks that are out there. That changes what could happen to you the following year. So I you just gotta make it's a funny decision, but it's not just about you, you know? Yeah, our guy Daryl brings up a good point. It's a really, really 
stacked quarterback draft class. And you know teams reach on QBs, right? Sure. Like, there might only be, I think Mel Kuyper has like two quarterbacks with first-round grades right now, and that's Caleb Williams and Drake May. Right. But we might we might see four or five or six QBs go in the first round, right? Like J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr. Absolutely. Uh, teams oh, need, yeah. And teams oh. aren't going to be afraid anymore. That whole deal of the short quarter because of Brock Purdy, you know, J.J. McCarthy, guys like that can get drafted late in the in the first round, early second round. So, yeah, they're going to take up a lot of space. They're going to take up a lot of space. I mean, Quinn Ewers, if he has a if, if he has a fantastic bowl game, I mean, he's thrown right in there too. Yeah, yeah, Depending exactly. The outcome of there. He, he doesn't necessarily have to come back here again. And I'd be thinking about that if I were him too. I mean, if, you let, if I can get into that second round early in the second round to a team – that most likely is not going to be so great that needs a quarterback. Bye. Yeah. And I, I think I almost hope for Quinn Ewers to leave after this year because if yeah. he does, that means he's played two really, really good playoff games and Texas might have just won itself a national championship. Yeah, dude, like, the NIL that's money. A trade, that's a trade any of us would make, right? A national title for, you know, Quinn Ewers going pro? Sure. The NIL money's nice, but it ain't that nice. It's not like the NFL money for right. a quarterback. No, hell no. If you. When your time comes and you can get out, and yeah, if you're if you're a first rounder or questionable to be a first rounder, yeah, I mean, what do you what would you come back here? Why would Quinn Ewers come back here? I don't understand. Well, he's he not a he's not a first rounder right oh, now. No, I'm just saying right now, but he's no. he's 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 no worse he's no worse than a, a late second round guy, early third. He's not a fourth or fifth round draft pick. I don't believe. Mm, probably third right now. Okay, that's you. You come back if you're. Th- third round pick and you've got a chance to be a first next year like that that one to me makes sense but it doesn't make any sense to me because you know all the all the the tea in china doesn't give you the wide receivers that you're that are just walking out the door from you too you know right. i mean they don't just pop up you know as much as we like cooks he's not xavier worthy immediately you right. know well, he's not gonna Jordan. get some transfer guys to hopefully come in and be the next ad mitchell like they're they're gonna they're gonna have some talent okay, in that. Well, then I, then I have some time to make my my decision on whether I go. But you can't just bring me anybody in here to throw to. You know you can't you can't do like you did with with Nayor and say okay here we go he's gonna be the next. No, I need I need I need players. Yeah, I don't know. I, there there's gonna be players. It's Texas. They, they they're gonna have really really talented receivers. It's Steve Sarkeesian. He always has really good receivers. So. Uh, they've got a five-star coming in, one of the top 10 players in the country. Sure. And they're in the mix for a number of wide receivers who have already entered the transfer portal. Like, Texas is going to turn receivers away because they'll be able oh, no, to when it's said and done. Yeah, there. when it's said and done, they're going to turn guys away for sure. Yeah. They're at that point. They're, this this is not about getting depth. This is about getting players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and they'll get uh, at least one receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if they got two in the portal. And there's well, some I think talent. They have to get two. I think they have to find two. Legitimate guys that have played college football. Yeah. Juice Wells from South Carolina was here visiting this past weekend. The guy was an all-SEC player two years ago, coming mm-hmm. off of a, a foot injury that caused him to miss most of 2023. But he's a big-time talent. Relique Brown from USC is in the portal. Uh, Matthew Golden from Houston, who had a Texas offer coming out of high school, is also in the portal. There are a number sure. of, of guys who have gotten the job done in college football who are uh, – in the transfer portal right now who are being linked to the university of Texas. So, um, yeah, and I, I, I do wonder, we'll, we'll see with AD Mitchell. 
Part of me wonders if the Nayer decision has something to do with Mitchell maybe considering coming back. Another part of me also wonders, like, uh, he might just leave anyways because he had one catch here the last two years, so he just he wants to go try his hand somewhere else. Sure. Maybe at a school not quite as good as Texas. But well, the, the name that hasn't come up yet, BK, and it may have. I mean, Chip may know more about it. Is Malik Murphy? What will, what what is, what is he going to do? I mean, he no, doesn't he, have to make a decision immediately, but there's going to be some decisions. God, there's got to be a decision on his part, or if he just wants to be a graduate of the University of Texas, he must be coming, getting close to that too. Yeah, you know, he's he's gone. He's gone. Okay, uh, I mean that only makes sense to me that he yeah, would. He, he's already getting calls from Power Five schools across the country, and he's he's a team first guy, so I don't think he's going to make that announcement before oh, the playoff. Yeah, obviously, obviously you could you could make the announcement right now and be a part of the team for sure. the playoff. There are a few guys on Texas who have already done that, and that's commendable. No, you um, just want to keep everything everything in order like you've always done through your career of being here. Why would you go outside? That's kind of going outside the box when you don't have to. Well, yeah, yeah, you don't have to because like tampering exists, right? Right. Like there are schools who are already talking to Malik Murphy. Technically, sure. technically, you're not allowed to talk to any player until they enter the portal. That's right. But we all know that ain't how it works. So if Malik Murphy was like, shit, like no one's reaching out to me and I, I need somewhere to go. Oh, no, they're he, talking to him. Yeah, then he would enter the portal so people can actually talk to him. But no, once again, like there there's conversations being had. Malik Murphy's already gotten a couple of offers behind the scenes from uh, some, some big-time programs in Power 5 college football. So, yeah, I think, uh, look, if Quinn comes back, for sure Malik Murphy is gone. But even even if he doesn't, I think, uh, I think Arch is next in line at Texas. I think the fans could see that. Uh, and I think Malik Murphy can sense that as well. So, well, yeah, I mean, he will be around here for three years and not be the starter. That's a long time. That's yeah. a lot of sitting, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So grateful for Malik Murphy. No official Absolutely. announcement or anything yet, but I, I think it's coming. Uh, all right, shout out to Covert, Buck. Yeah, no doubt about it, folks. And we love the Covert family. And they've been doing this since 1909, the Covert family serving Central Texas cars, trucks, and SUVs. They've got Covert Ford and Chevy in Hutto, of course, Covert Lincoln and uh, Ford in Austin, Texas. But out in beautiful Bee Cave, they carry seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. They're all out there for you. And you're going to love this location because it's 42 acres pristine out there, just absolutely pristine. But what they do have is lots of cars, lots of trucks, lots of Jeeps, lots of SUVs. They're all out there for you. And you're not, there's not a waiting list there. You can go in, order that car. That car will be delivered to you. They'll deliver it to your house if necessary, folks. And they've got tons of them. 86 service bays throughout the building there so that your time is important to you. They want to get your car, truck, SUV in there if you need to have, have it serviced. And if you buy that Covert car from any of the Covert dealerships, but you live out that way, take it there to be serviced. If you got a Caddy, take it out to the Cadillac dealership out there in Bee Cape to be serviced, folks. For more information, go to covertbcave.com. And while you're there, do say hello to Dan and Stacy and Mike and the whole gang out there. And nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. And nobody makes better furniture than our friends at Great Blue yeah. com. How about a holiday gift for yourself and your family? A new sofa, a new recliner, uh, new chairs, new bar stools, whatever. They've got the best looking and the best built furniture anywhere in the world. 
at greatblueheronfurniture.com. Custom leather furniture. The company's been around since 1991. You don't last as long as they have unless you know what you're doing. Uh, this stuff is beautiful, man. And it is going to last you and your family decades. This will be the last sofa you ever have to buy. This will be the last recliner you ever have to buy. And the last one you ever want to buy because you're going to enjoy sitting in this stuff every single day. GreatBlueHairAndFurniture.com. Use the promo code HOOKEM and you're going to get 15% off. That's right, 15% off. Plus, I'll give you a last stand hat as well if you buy something from GreatBlueHairAndFurniture.com. If you're looking for amazing furniture that looks great and is going to last you for a long, long time, go to GreatBlueHairAndFurniture.com. I promise you will not regret it. Longhorn-owned company. Most of the manufacturing is done right here in the state of Texas. So if supporting local means something to you, then now you've got to support greatblueheronfurniture.com. Buck? How did the basketball team do? Did you watch them? You, you watched a little bit of it? Yeah, I was at the game on Saturday. Did they play anybody worth mentioning, or was it just another preseason game kind of for them? No. No offense to Houston Christian, but... Uh, Sorry, Houston Mr. Christian. Christian. Yeah, they got one win on the year, and that win came against Southwest Adventist. Remember we were talking about them? Oh, yeah. I don't know what the hell that is, but... Uh, no, Texas did not cover. They were 33-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they won by 27. Uh, they looked fine. Like the, you know, they did what they were supposed to do against a really, really bad team. Uh, and it was good to see them get a win, obviously, after the Marquette game in the middle of last week. But it was one of the worst teams in the country that they played against. So mm. you, don't, you don't put uh, too much stock into that one. Uh, Texas basketball, they play LSU in Houston on Saturday. So that's a step up in competition. LSU's not Marquette. They're not UConn, but they're better than Houston Christian. So we'll see how Texas fares against Kim the Mulkey, is, she, is she coaching? Kim Mulkey? Playing, they're not playing her team? No, no. Kim Mulkey does not coach the men's basketball team at LSU. Okay. They, they, they probably wish they had her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. She's one of the best coaches in the uh, – in basketball at any level. She's a freaking beast. She also she's scares a model. the shit out of me. She's almost a model. No, she's nowhere close to a model. I can tell you that. She's a model of how to be an asshole. <laughs> She'll never have the flu. No. She's, she's no sissy. I'll tell you that, though. She ain't testing for COVID. That's for sure. She's no I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. That's all you need to say to yourselves. It's not much. <laughs> Just a few words. Words oh, of encouragement. Man. Just say it. I've mm. never had the flu. No. I went out this morning to feed the dogs. I was walking outside. No socks on. You know, it's kind of cold out there. I wasn't worried because I just said to myself, hey, you're never going to have the flu. I'm going to get the flu from walking out here with no socks. Mm. That's not how you get sick, is it? No, not really. Other things get you sick. It's the spread of germs. Deals like that. Well, I'm just thinking now, and if I stayed out there naked for 45 minutes, I could possibly bring the onset of something happening to me, right? Possibly uh, we're getting sick. I don't want to answer that, but I think the answer is yes. Okay. If you're sta- yeah, if you stand out in this, I mean, it was like in the 30s this morning. So if you stood yes. out there fully nude for an Maybe. hour, then yeah, you would probably come down with something. These nuts? <laughs> These nuts? <laughs> She's got AIDS. Probably oh my AIDS. Huh? Probably AIDS. Oh my goodness. I gotta go say that to my wife. She gets a kick out of it, no matter when it is. Incredible. She goes, He's nuts. 
Always yeah. loves to watch that guy. Before we bring uh, Wags and Rodney on, because I want to ask them and you about Shohei Otani's decision that he made on Friday afternoon. Quick shout out to Olipop. Yeah. Love that stuff. Great tasting soda that's actually good for you. They've got so many different flavors. Cola, the root beer, the cream soda, the lemon lime, the Dr. Goodwin, like all the soda flavors that you love, but this stuff is actually good for you. Uh, nine grams of fiber in every can, only two to five grams of sugar in every can. This stuff is life-changing. It got me back into soda, and I think uh, it's going to do the same for you as well. If you hate all the crap that you're putting into your system with the actual sodas, uh, Olipop, the good news, it's got the great soda taste, but it is not horrible. Yeah, I, I, I love Olipop. I've learned my lesson. I I took a another lesson after after saying what I said to that lady. You know what happened to me for the rest of that Saturday evening? My stomach got binded up where all the junk that I had been eating, you know, the Snickers bars, I, it, it was like trying to crap out a 12-pack of Snickers bars. It happened to me. It hit me, and I was so miserable for about three, two, two to three hours on Saturday. So I'm done. I'm done. I learned my. I learned. I've learned my lesson. I have you to. Ate, you ate twelve Snickers bars in one day. No, it just felt like twelve of them tried to get out at one time. Uh. <laughs> so that that's it. Thank you very much. Thank you for reminding me of the Olipop. I I gave in and I told my wife. I said that's it. So I had, I had, I, my meals are different. My whole intake is different. I got my Olipop. I've got lots of water to drink. Things have to change, BK. Can't yes, do that to do. yourself. Yes. Well, speaking of changing, it's about time to change shows here on yeah. Unfiltered. Let's bring on Double R and Wags. Chaos Theory coming up right after us. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. What's up, boys? Hey, the you boys. know, Snickers, it's funny you go to the Snickers because if you kind of peel back the first layer of the Snickers, it already looks like a turd. <laughs> dude, it was, dude, I don't know how many different angles I was trying on Saturday. All I know is every time I stood up, the gravity wanted to come back, and then I just, it couldn't. It was like putting a a quarter in a dime slot. That's what it felt like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> dude, it was, it was miserable. And that has to do with your diet. That's your you, diet and not you, drinking hey, water. We, so, we call that sometimes sometimes people like to tell each other, oh, stretch me out, man. But that's just being stretched out the wrong oh, way, you know, the wrong way. You can, me, that. you can change that from happening to you, Rodney, too, if you let, eat the right way. You really can't. Let me tell you guys something about that Olipop. So so yesterday morning, I'm up watching, you know, the NFL pregame and all that stuff. And I've got my Texas Sports Unfiltered koozie. You know, I got uh -huh. my drink, got my drink in there and I'm sitting in the recliner. And I don't know if you can see the color or not, but my wife walks by and she's like, what are you doing drinking a Coors Yellow Belly already? It's like <laughs> 8.30 in the morning. Let me, let me tell you something. Olipop ginger lemon, my friend. Is that the one? Ginger lemon. Very, look, looks like a Coors Yellow Belly. So be careful. But it tastes much better. Than and better Coors for you. And this stuff is very good for you. What I need all the help I can get right now. some of that shit off to you? What's happening? No, no, everybody at Texas Sports Unfilters has Olipop, but me, I'm still sitting no, here I drinking. I'm a bought. Yeah. I bought it. I yeah, bought they it. have it at the store, Wags, and I did bring <laughs> you one. I've only given some to like three people, and you're one of them. Everyone, everyone else just goes and buy stuff. And they're like Wags is over there popping a big hat early yeah. in the morning. Yeah, with the tequila I'm popping, popping, popping Pac-Man right now. Uh oh, that's a scary yeah. thought. The energy drinks out. 
No good. No good, guys. I didn't have anything else in the house. Bucky, I, I want I want to ask you something right quick. Oh, go yes, ahead. Sir. Oh, that, that, oh, oh, we all kind of oh. knew it, didn't we, boys? Go yeah. ahead. Hold on. Go ahead, Rodney. You can yeah. ask Buck the question. Bucky, so so right quick. So Saturday, I'm sitting around watching nothing because there was nothing on TV. Um, and I, I think you're probably the only one on the staff that, that that can revert back to this. Norman Lear passed away. I think I talked yes. about that on Friday. 100 years old. They were showing all these Jeffersons in good times. Oh my goodness! How the hell did how the hell did he get away with that shit back then? Because it was fun times. You got that shit right. It was fun People, times. People were just having fun. We're just breathing and living. Yep. You got Not that as, shit right. Hey, Rodney, did you hear what I? Each other's neighbors, man. Yep. You, see, you, you hear about me dropping the B word on a lady in a parking lot? Dude, I, I heard that. I, I posted on there. When when you said that she didn't say anything, I said that's because that's because she's writing down your plate number and she's no. called she's called three eleven and, and say she she's been harassed. Did no, she have I, a phone? Was she recording you? She was no, she was she knew she was wrong. I was wrong. She knew she was wrong, but I don't know how, how I got to that point. I went Patrick Mahomes. There was no reason for me to go to that far. I just could have beeped the horn at her when she was walking across, but instead I rolled down the window and dropped the B word on her. I felt so bad. I went and told my wife on myself. That's how when it's when it's real bad and you tell on yourself. That's all oh, that. Yeah, that's your self guilt right there. But that worry, that, 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 does that mean I was wrong? Does that mean I was wrong then? No, no. That just means no. you're a good person. It means you're even you're even a better person. It means you were you're even telling on right. myself to my wife. You don't do that. You don't tell on yourself to your wife. I do it Will all you? the time. That's why I've been married 17 years. She just you, finds shit there out. There you go. She finds shit out. I don't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> People tell her. Don't, don't tell her nothing, right? She's like, uh, I saw your husband at whatever. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot. I wasn't supposed to have been there. Oh, I love uh, it. Don't tell right. on yourself. That is great. Boys, have a great show. Have a great day. Fuck, where are you going? We'll, I thought we'll we were going to talk about some baseball real quick. Yeah, we're talking about, oh, oh, honey. Oh, oh, now we're getting mad. Leave, leave. You can leave. No, you're allowed to leave. No, no, no. You say we're going to talk some baseball. If we're going to tag toss some baseball, guess who else? Guess who never got a, 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 a freaking contract like that guy? This little guy. And he's the guy who deserved it. Probably more so than Otani. <laughs> that guy sucks. What? Didn't win an MVP. Shohei's already won two. Poor yeah, leader. He got himself out of the drawer when he heard the money that Otani's making. He was pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot of money. Damn right. A lot of 70 money. Or 700 million, man. I'm, it's unprecedented. I don't, I've never seen this type of money. No, not you're hard. not going to see it for a while either. Not quick before he gets hurt. He'll be hurt. Start the, start the year on the, All on right, the boys. reserve. You guys have there a great is. Monday. <laughs> there you go. Monday fun day for the buck. There he goes, right. man.